Bam, we're live. I think when I get the, uh, I think I'm getting ready to make another big change to the studio here. You guys saw that I set up those red chairs and I set up a desk over there. Actually, it's over there. It's over there. It's over there. In reality, it's over there. But when I point, it's better for you guys to understand if I point the wrong direction. And Dave was supposed to come in and sit in those chairs and we were supposed to do a live show. Uh, but uh, then I took off to Arizona and we haven't got it scheduled yet. But I'm thinking as I look around here, I need to re if I if I reorganize this, this is going to sound weird. I'm not even sure if I can explain this, but if I reorganize this room and I get even more comfortable in it, I think I'm going to go back to the old days when I used to wear a vest for every show. I could just see it like working better with the uh, ambiance in here. If I if I if I changed it and I, I don't know why i don't know why my dress would change if i changed the like setup of the room why i would change my clothes but i'm going to less t-shirts more vests hey what's up what's up dude talking about dress code i'm just thinking i was thinking about like reworking my studio in here and i was thinking if i rework my studio it also change my dress like i wear a lot of these no plan b shirts and ceo shirts but when I used to do the CrossFit podcast, I would always wear a vest, usually like a Filson vest. And I, I kind of want to go back to the vest. It's a, it's a little more dressy. But I don't know why I don't know why the setup of the room has anything to do with my clothes, but for some reason it does. You always have the, the camera shining down on you? Oh, well, I don't know where else to put it. You have any suggestions? Tell me. Talk to me. Help me. I don't know. I just like eye level straight in front of you. Yeah, but the monitor's there. <laughs> How do you do? How do you, you do it? Well, oh, you're using a camera. Yeah, I'm actually just using my computer. Oh, so if, uh, let me see. I, I I can do that. I could switch to um. But your computer or your camera? I wish I knew how to do all that stuff. Your camera is probably better than your computer camera. Right. Let me see if I can switch it to let's see studio display. Nope, not that one. Nope, not that one. Hold on. I don't know there's a camera. You have many oh. cameras. Oh, yeah. Th oh, this this monitor I have doesn't even have a camera. You mean like that monitor over there has a camera like that? Am I looking right. into the camera right now? Hi. You're looking right into the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm using something where it's like I'm using. A, that's how I have that shallow depth of field. See how it's like. See how it's like when I lean back, I get blurry. Mm hmm. And when I'm up here, I'm all crisp and you can see like every like gray hair and wrinkle and like, and those are, those are sound boards. What are they called right behind you? Yeah. I just got these on Amazon. Yeah. Did those help? I mean, I don't know. It makes it look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, know. I know. I wanted to fill this whole wall with them. Yeah. Do it, do it. And, and, and have someone maybe cut out whatever your if you have a logo in here, that would be dope. Right. Right. Yeah, that, is that your spot right there? This is, yeah, this is my office. Hey, you moved? You're not in um, Cardiff? I was in Laguna Beach. So oh. now I'm in uh, LA. I'm back in LA. Oh, uh, how come? More people, more, more resources? Yeah. Low, like Laguna Beach, the average age is like 66 years old, which means that all my neighbors were 80. Uh, so... It was just far away from everything, which is why we went there. We went there because the pandemic was still raging. Well, first we went to Mount Shasta and uh, 
the first part of the pandemic. Then we came down to Laguna Beach because LA, you still needed uh, to give up your rights to do anything. So we went to Laguna Beach, and then as soon as the pandemic was over and LA started opening back up, we came back here. It's been a lot of moving. Yeah, I can't stand moving. Well, actually, I don't even know if I can't stand. I can't stand the thought of moving. That that that's for sure. You know what I mean? It's horrible. It lasts months, months of just moving things that you don't even think about, like plants. Hey, do you throw away a lot of shit every time you move? Is that like the benefit of it? That's the one reason why I kind of want to move, just so I can throw away half my shit. I mean, we do, but we still had four U-Hauls. Wow. Like worth of crap somehow accumulated over the last couple of years. Like, let me see something on my desk. Like, I have this camera on my desk. I've never used it. It's three years old. It's probably brand new. It's probably obsolete. And I don't know why I have it. Last time I was at your house, you gave me a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you should come over again. I'll I'll give you another U-Haul full of stuff. Do you have someone that you give your shit to? I need someone to give my shit to. Uh, So, we... I had a storage unit that I, it was down by downtown LA. And last time I just started giving it to people that were driving by. Do you still I have the storage unit? Away. No. Oh, good on you. I have some ideological issues uh, with storage units. What's wrong with them? Just like get rid of that shit. Like why? Like you have a yeah. storage unit. Like I have a friend who has like five storage units throughout the United States and it's crazy. I know he'll never go back to that shit. Never, ever, ever. Just yeah, give it, it to me. There. Let me sell that shit and pay my mortgage. It sits there for 20 years. Yeah. Actually, that's a good business. If somebody could just go through the storage unit and then split the cost with the owner of the storage unit, selling it all off. Yeah. I was in, I was in, my, uh, I was in a, a friend's storage unit, and there was a backpack there, and it was full of old camera gear. This is about, I don't know, a year or two ago. And he's like, I'm like, hey, dude, there's a bunch of old camera gear in here. He's like, you can have it. And then like a month later, he's like, hey, uh, how do, what was in that bag? Anything good? And I'm like, I, don't, I sold it all and paid my mortgage, $5,400. Thank you. Serious. Thank you. No, that's not a real story. <laughs> a couple years ago? A year ago. A year ago. Not even, maybe, maybe less than a year ago. It's life. It's life. I have I have a storage shed full of mo- four motorcycles that haven't been started in three years. It's fucking idiocy. I need to fucking sell them and like yeah. be gone with them. I would rather have the space. I gave my motorcycle one of my motor well the last motorcycle I had away the last mm-hmm. time we were in our storage unit. A guy was driving by in a post. He was like working for the U.S. Post Office, and he just goes sick bike or that's an awesome bike or something like that. And I just screamed because he was driving by. I was like, do you want it? And he stopped. He came back. And he he now has a motorcycle. That did you give him the pink free. slip too? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did something so stupid. This one motorcycle I got, I put I got a stencil of my uh, firstborn's birthday put on it, October 3rd. And now for some reason, that's made me attached to it like I don't want to sell it. It's so stupid. It, it's It's... It's embarrassing. I don't even want to talk about it because you know what I mean? Because I put that on there now for some reason, there's some extra attachment to it, even though it's just another motorcycle that came from Japan. Right. That never gets ridden. 
that's probably losing value. Do you remember that being a little kid and like seeing people, older people shit and you're like, God, you should just give that to me. You don't even use that. Yeah. It's not even when you're younger. It's just when you don't have the stuff, you're like, right. wow. <laughs> I wish I could have that. Do you have anything that's just absurd? Like two I things. Like, that- it actually felt like that when I went to your house and you had like seven motorcycles in your, in your garage. Yeah. Just like, what's he doing? He's crazy. <laughs> Do you have anything else like that? You know, I, t-shirts, t-shirts and so headphones. I have so, I, I need to get rid of like, um, I have like 20, uh, every second count t-shirts. That's the movie I made about CrossFit. And for some reason I can't get yeah. rid of them. And it's like, <laughs> dude, just fucking get rid of them. And uh, same with headphones. I have just drawers full of headphones like this, like stuff like this. I need a podcast set up, Savan. I'd love to help you with that. I'm coming down to Newport. Are you, oh, oh, no. I'm coming to Newport in, in May, May 7th or 8th. I mean, it's 45 minutes away, 30 minutes away with no traffic and driving 100 miles an hour. It looks like you have a setup. What you have right there sounds really good. You look good and you sound great. Yeah, but I this is like a USB mic, so it constantly breaks and it constantly – I'll be talking and then people are like, no sound because it's it's – it's consumer quality and I need the, the real stuff. The audio sounds good. Like, um, I'm, I'm going to pull something up here and see if this is, Hey, is Laguna Laguna's the town. Just that's where the montage is that fancy hotel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's an amazing town. We went is that to, hard that? to leave there. I mean, the beach, the beach is the cleanest beach in California. So that was that, and and the view that we had, we were overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Every sunset was like a moving art piece. So, yeah, that montage has a beach, and that's where we went almost every single day. There was a few other beaches. What was Woods Cove? Was a was a good beach down there? Did you see Ryan much when you were down there? Because he's in Newport, just 20 minutes up the road, right? Yeah, we went to his gym. I wasn't really working out, but we went to his gym once, and it was took us 45 minutes to get there, even Whoa. though it was right down the road, like you said. Right. right. So we didn't really go back. When I, I actually um, remember when I called you, and I was like, hey, I need someone to like help out with the Liver King, and I hooked up with Ryan. Mm-hmm. I actually got to hang out with him a little bit. Nice. Yeah, and it, it was it was actually pretty cool. He's he's really on the straight and narrow. He wouldn't even have a drink with me. He's really uh, he's still there. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, I, I mean, I respect it. I, I respect it. And he said he tried to move to um, Lake Tahoe, but he said it was too isolated. Oh, he did. Yeah, I think he went up there for tax reasons. He wanted to have a place in Nevada. Smart, right? Yeah. Are you liking LA? I don't know. I do because there's a lot of events here. It's just like the best people in the world do their events here. So everything's accessible. But when I think about long term, I I just think about land, you know, open spaces and, and nature. But when we went there, we went to Mount Chasta, we kind of got bored. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm undecided. I'm re- re- Right now we're thinking about moving to another country. 
like Italy. So my so I got married since last time I was on here. Congratulations. And my, my wife has a Sima. Thank you. Yes, Sima. She has an Italian uh, citizenship. So there's a hint of desire to go to another country, but she has already done that in her life because she's from Argentina and she came to America. So she's not craving having another cultural experience. I am because she's already done it. I, I, I have nothing nice to say about Los Angeles, California. And I, I, I guess the one good thing I could say about it is it doesn't seem like it could get any worse. Maybe it's, it's, it's due for a revival. It could only get better, but, but it is some really, um, that there's some, uh, a mental virus there. There's some really bad thinking there, which, which I guess in another way you could see is just a shitload of opportunity to, um, aggregate the people who are starting to wake up because they probably are lonely and scared. Right. Yeah. I guess I don't really inter. even though there's a lot of people here, I don't really interact with a lot of them. I go to the health food store and mm -hmm. to yoga studios and that's about it and events and the, and basically interact with people like me. So LA is, when I first moved here 16 years ago, it was pretty tough because it's so spread out and, and you really just have to find your community. And that's hard to do if you're just visiting. So I say that LA is like a horrible place to visit because you just don't know what to do. You don't know where your people are, but eventually you get in, you find that when you live here after like two years. It there's there's people there who like actually locked down do, do you know what i mean by that there's like people who stayed in their house for six months or a year or two years and there's a lot of them we have a fan we have family that moved out of la because they were so scared of we the did pandemic oh because they were scared of scared it. of the yeah they were so scared they believed it so like there's people there who are just like literally trapped in between their ears they cannot get out right even if you're like, hey, you're like, oh, you know this. You're like, hey, just walk through here. I'll hold the door open for you. <laughs> They're handcuffed like this. And you're like, here's the key. You want me to let you go? No. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, we got kicked out of the beach. Um, yeah, I, I got kicked out of the beach in Santa Cruz too. 2020. And then I remember just looking at SEMA and saying, okay, we need to leave. This like, what are we doing here? And we left. And now you're back. I wonder we why you're back. Away. <laughs> you know why you're back? We are back. I don't know. It was alluring to come back. You like your place? Yeah. Our place is awesome. It's just the events. Like you, what, what do you, when you say events, what are you talking so about? Like the conscious life expo, the, the, just like all these events that are fitness slash health, yoga, spirituality, consciousness, psychology. You can't just live anywhere and have stuff to go to every weekend that is in a sunny setting where the best people in the world in that field come and speak. And, and you get to absorb that by living in Los Angeles. Another place like that is... Vegas, mm. but mm. who wants to live in Vegas? Mm. I guess have a lot ever, of people do. Have you ever lived there? 
No, but I've been there a lot because it's only four hours away from here. But no, I haven't lived there. Do you think any? I don't think anyone really wants to live in Vegas. Dry. It's kind of like they're they're there because they have to be there. Or 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 they thought they they rationalize it for some economic decision. Right. Hey, I um. Yesterday, this is off subject a little bit. I was driving down the street in Santa Cruz, right along the beach, and there was a F one fifty a truck mm-hmm. uh, in front of me, and I, saw, I see trash get thrown out the window. I'm like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Like, still happening like that? Yeah, like I, I haven't seen that. I haven't really seen that since I left like Berkeley. So I followed the car and it pulls into this farmer's market. It's all just all these hippies and shit. This white lady gets out and I go, hey. She goes, what? I go, I want to thank you. She goes, what for? I'm like, I thought it was only black people who littered. And you just really unfucked me. Like I just like you. I, I was a racist piece of shit before today, and now you have just shown me that the world it is also white people who litter. I thank you. Her fucking boyfriend was like beside himself. I was like, "What? I'm, I'm being serious." <laughs> I should have filmed it. I should have filmed it. It would have been a great. It's a great comedy bit. Fucking and you're littering. the one. who litters. I know that's who the fuck litters. It's the same thing when you see somebody smoking cigarettes too. You're like, wait, people still do that. Hey, shut the fuck up, David. Did I call the cops again? I know what you're doing. Listen, you can't be driving around on my streets and ramming other cars and me not call the cops on you. I think that's fair. I told this a couple days ago. I saw a car ram another car. And then they both sped onto the freeway and I took pictures of both of them and called the cops. And he's, he's, David's alluding that I'm a snitch, like that I called the cops. And it wasn't very popular in the comments, Ronnie, that I called the cops. Even a cop, even one of my cop listeners was like, I shouldn't have called. I was like, what the fuck? No, you're just making more work for them. The insurance company will handle it. Um, I thought about not saying it to that lady. I want to tell you. So be careful, Sylvia. Because I thought, what if she's crazy and I say that to her, that that thing about I only thought black and she gets crazy of the littering lady. But she was like, seriously, she was I, even more detail. When I they parked the car, I saw them smoke a bowl and they were using a match. And she would, they were an F-150 and they were both so obese that they touched each other in the car. And I just was starting to feel like, okay, they're stoned. They're fucking... 80% of the way to decrepitude, they can't hurt me. So I just I just thought it would be a good funny bit like to do the whole racism thing on them. And it was right. hilarious because it's in a farmer's market. And you were being super racist by, by saying yeah, that. Yeah, too, right? yeah. It was great. It was so good. I hope they appreciated it because it took a lot of courage on my part to say it. You should have filmed it. I should have filmed it. It would have been good. I mean, uh, you should have a camera with you at all times. I do. One of those uh, chest ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Andrew have Hiller. that. I, I probably do. Andrew Hiller has an amazing. This friend of mine has this amazing GoPro that he that he attaches here. They've gotten so nice. The GoPros. I mean, if you're if you're meeting people, that could be a show of its own. You're right. Just and you know what? People own. are asking for content with me, not behind this desk. They're like, "Hey, can we see some shit in your life?" <laughs> That used to be what you were doing, right? Yeah. Well, kind of showing other people's lives. Your life is pretty cool. I mean, you have your 
what's the the channel three playing three playing brothers three playing brothers yeah it's kind of like my life is kind of cool uh, Ken Walters, one of these clowns you follow to discipline are going to pull a piece on you. <laughs> I don't know if in this town, that, I don't know if this, that's going to happen this time. But you're right; it's not worth for 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 a, a small little bit. You're probably it's worth. It's not getting worth getting killed. I got to get home to my kids. Yeah, you got to think about them. Raw. How do you sit with negative thoughts? Uh, cross-legged, uh, with his thumb in his ass. Uh, do you invite them in like a neighbor? What's a negative thought? I would need an example of a negative thought. Yeah. At some point you get to the point where it's not, it's not uh, negative. So I think that's what he's talking about. Do you invite them in like a neighbor because they're not something that you want to just shoo away. But I guess when I, when I have what would be considered a negative thought and I recognize that it's a thought that doesn't serve me, I, pass it through so for instance if my wife triggers me right if if i start finding myself getting irritated by something that i know isn't shouldn't be irritating me i usually just breathe through it and watch watch and kind of giggle at how i'm getting irritated like there's this thing that i hate so much and i can't and i don't know why i hate it but it's it's and it might be the sound of everybody eating but because we're always eating together, there's this like this sound of her eating internally. It like rips my insides apart. I don't <clears throat> it's like my, I can feel my body reacting, but she's just chewing her food. And I deal with this very often. And it's kind of funny for me. It's kind of like I'm laughing at my body reacting to this neutral event and I think that that's taught me to be like that with almost anything that's neutral because I have to deal with this all the time. And it's hilarious to me because I don't know why I still react to this. So at some point, my body just gets really, it, it learned to get annoyed at the sound of another person eating. I don't know Do you, why that is. Um, it, it, that happens to me, um, what you're saying, about once a year. And it's very weird when it happens. Like I'll just catch someone eating it's, and it's usually my wife and my wife is, eats very quietly and all of a sudden I'm losing my shit <laughs> inside. Hey, I wonder, I wonder if you, if you could cure that, if you, um, uh, like you laid on your back with an erection and they sat on it and then they just ate something, you know what I mean? Like a bowl of Cheerios and then you would, you know what I mean? You would have yeah, this association have a- with like, I'll tolerate anything. Yeah, do what you want. I don't care. Pick your nose. Flick boogers on me. I'm good. Take a shit. Whatever. We're good. Uh, excuse me, uh, Seema. I know we're eating dinner, but come here. We're going to fix this once <laughs> and for all. Come to the bedroom. Bring your food with you. <laughs> it's just a, uh, a Trish. I used to have horrible anxiety once I learned to sit with my anxiety and expect it. I invited it in. Once I learned to expect it, I missed it when it disappeared. Oh, wow. Sounds like a poem. It became an old friend was her last line. Do you, do you get nervous when you, well, sometimes when I see you um, speaking in front of crowds on your Instagram or to groups of people, I get nervous for you. I'm like, I'm like, he doesn't even seem nervous. Do you get nervous? That's the only time I ever get anxiety is group speak. No, I get nervous and, yeah. and you Seema, handle it so good. Seema points it out and I'm like, oh, she, really oh that helps. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> I'm like, you really could tell. She's like, yeah, your voice was shaking. And yeah, I, I speak in front of people. What last time I learned to not be nervous. Oh, so check this out. <clears throat> this is actually, so this will help somebody else who gets nervous. Last time I spoke, it was outdoors. It was at Purium HQ. And so there was a lot of people there and it was cold. And so I was the last one. I basically had to close out uh, a bunch of other speakers and, you know, comment on what they say and, and rally up everybody based on what everybody said. So I had to pay attention to what everybody else was saying, but I was freezing. And so I was doing breath of fire <laughs> and I, I was just trying to do that to warm myself up so that when I got up there, I was, I could feel myself shivering. I was shivering and I was trying to, I was doing long, deep breathing, very strong and breath of fire. Do you think and everyone else there was shivering? Was everyone cold? You think? I think so. So yeah, it was okay. cold. I, I was I was also like, am I nervous shivering or am I cold shivering? But I was oh, yeah. definitely That's cold weird. shivering. And because I was doing breath, various types of breath work for like 45 minutes, I got on the mic completely like I was talking to my best friend at a cafe. Like it was weird. So that helped, but we're not Did all anyone notice that? that? Was anyone like, holy shit, you were so fucking amazing today? Yeah, actually, Seema did. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And actually, a lot of people did come up to me and, and say something. Like you I, were hyper-present and just intimate with them. Right. I think it's, it's more just the calmness of speaking. And I think that everybody in an audience, when we're watching somebody speak, we all want them to be that way. And so when somebody does show up that way, I think that everybody watching does appreciate that as opposed to the person that gets on the mic and say, I'm so nervous. You, you do this thing where you'll bring people into a room. They can come to your house. You'll have a group of them and you'll speak to them. And, and, and put them through a practice that helps them reset what they're manifesting. Yeah, I'm doing most of that online. What if I just want to pay you to do that to me? What if I just want you to like, holy fuck, when I, I, I can't, first of all, I, when you say that, I get nervous for you. I'm like, God, how does he, how does he know how to do that? And there's going to be a room full of people and they're going to come to his house. But there's a four hour process. You'll sit down a group of people and you'll put them through a practice to basically like, I, what, can you give me an uh, insight into what the process is of that? And, and I want to do that. Can you come to my house and do me? Reset me? <laughs> what if you reset me and fuck me? What if like you walk away and I think uh, dog breeding? And next thing I know, I'm this fucking wealthy podcaster that turns into a dog breeder. and My shit goes to fucking hell. I don't know. You know what I mean? There's, That's there's why like all those people be. who do acid or ayahuasca, I'm like, dude, you should do a lot of sitting by yourself before you like, you should be careful hitting the reset button on the, on the, on the brain you might you might stop at the wrong channel and start manifesting the wrong shit yeah but the the thing with what i do is al alignment is what's most important for my process yeah. is is finding somebody's values finding their personal rules finding what their passions are and aligning their life to that, even if they still stay within their current career, how do we take 
the things that they don't like and try and get away from that and, and go towards the things that they do like. But part of my process is getting the, the subconscious active. So a lot of people are reading books or they're learning things, but they don't realize that all of our programs are running and they were set in stone in our psyche when we were seven, eight years old, maybe like three years old to seven or eight years old is when we learn to be in this world. We learned what we're afraid of. We learned what we are drawn to and we learn why all that is when we were that age. And at that age, our brain is, is humming at a theta frequency, which is, which is the same frequency that you're at right before you go to sleep. So it's not sleeping. It's, it's like when you're daydreaming, that sort of frequency. And that's the frequency you're at as a small child. And that's the frequency that we can reprogram, unprogram our subconscious. And so if we're doing learning and we want to incorporate programs into our psychology, we really have to be at that brainwave frequency. So we have to get into that frequency, usually with breath or some sort of meditative practice before we can start tuning how we want to be. And, and all does it help doing that in the, in the room with other people? So like, six of you are on the frequency and the seventh person's having trouble, but, but because there's six other people there, they fucking get, get it. They like, they, yeah. they, they get to it also like, you know, like tip, you put 10 women in a room together and they start menstruating in the same cycle. It's the same thing with CrossFit. I mean, it's, it's easier to work out if everybody is on the same intention. Usually it's goal oriented. Or have you ever seen one of those things where they, they, they put like six metronomes together? Mm-hmm. And they're ticking all different speeds and then and then all of a sudden they start getting on the same. There's a lot of so I posted you saw that on my Instagram. I did, okay. But uh there's a there's a, there's even experiments where there's random number generators all over the world. All over the world, there's random ge- number generators that just for science reason, they're just tracking and they can go look at them. And when the the Earth is going through a major event like nine eleven, all of those random number generators become not random anymore. So when there's major events in the world, our consciousness or the world's consciousness impacts machines. So it's not even so a metronome is a good example, but it's not even just humans syncing together. There's also another experiment where they set up a bunch of like baby chickens. And there's a random, there's a machine, we can comment on this. The actual reason for this scientifically is that there's those cans in the bottom. Yeah. And so all the metronomes start to move the platform together. But if you just imagine that we're all. Well, we're all on the cans and we're all on the platform. That's right. I mean, we're all, we're all breathing the same air. We're all drinking the same water. So there is. It's hard to distinguish between human beings when you start opening up beyond our body. Like what's going in and out of our body is the same substance. Uh, so, so you gather these people in the room and you get them on the same uh, theta frequency and that's where you start where they're in their subconscious. And that's where you're, you're trying to get in there. And, and is that a fair way to, to illustrate mm-hmm. it, to get in there? 
Yeah, and and there's there's the process is is pretty easy of like what we do. Like for instance, usually it's bringing up to the surface something. Like for instance, the very first one I ever did with people was on self-criticism. So it's picking picking something in their life that they're, they're self-critical of. And some people it's their voice tone. Some people it's how they look. Some people it's their performance in some area of their life, whether it's their job. And we journal that. So I I prefer the writing, the writing exercises. And when you journal something and there's a time period that you have to journal, you have to keep on searching deeper and deeper and deeper into your subconscious. So we might know that maybe we don't like the way that we look, but when you're forced to sit there and write down, write it down for 10 minutes, you're really bringing up this aspect of yourself and you're, you're in that zone of your psychology um, for me, it's not that I don't like the way I look. I just can't fucking believe everyone. I'm, I'm upset that everyone doesn't love the way I look. I'm like, are you guys fucking blind? I look fucking amazing. Like everyone should want to look like this. So I, I'm not changing. Are you fucking kidding me? Look at this nose, this hair, this beard, these eyes, the glasses. What the fuck is wrong? It should just be raining uh, uh, vagina on me when I go outside. It is, isn't it? I uh, know it's not. It's, it truly is not. I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that window's closed. I, I, I honestly have no interest in that. But, but when yeah, I was yeah, a yeah. kid, but when I was a kid, I, I never thought of it like this before. But when I was a kid, I would be like, I when I looked in the mirror, I was never like, hey, I want to be taller, or I wanted like, I wish, I wasn't wishing. I was like, what's wrong with these people? I'm cool. I'm good looking. I'm, I'm like, I'm. But I, it wasn't the. I didn't look like whatever the. I didn't have that. I always, uh, you, you didn't like the way you look. You wanted to change right. something. Why is it yeah. the good looking people wanted to change the way they look? And I was ugly and I'm like, yeah, I fucking look great. <laughs> I'm delusional. Am I delusional? Sounds like it. <laughs> I would look at other people. I mean, as a kid, I would, I would hate the, the way they looked. I was small. I was scrawny. Everybody else was bigger and more masculine than me. And, I, that stuff kind of, it sticks around. So it doesn't even matter. That's what I mean. So when you get programmed like this as a kid, even when things change in your life, these programs are still running and there's ways that we can recalibrate them to what your present adult self notices and even desires to be acting in according, in accordance to. Do you think you got that from sports? If you didn't, if you didn't play sports, you wouldn't have known, you wouldn't have, because in sports, right, there's uh, size and speed and athleticism and all those things. And so you had to compare yourself to the other kids. I don't know. Like, just the fact of going to high school, public high school, it's everything's a competition there. Everybody's right. 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 Friends. And hey, dude, bullies. My, my kid's tennis coach said it to me, I, um, this is about a year ago. I go, hey, why are what's wrong with all the fucking kids in here? He goes, what do you mean? I go, they're all fucking assholes. I go, how come there's no nice kids like mine? And he goes, dude, he's all, it's because your kids don't go to school. I go, what do you mean? He's all, these kids are in a, um, what was the word he used? 
these kids are in a dick measuring contest from the second they wake up to the second they fucking go to bed with other kids. Right. I was like, oh shit. I didn't even think of that. It's it's horrible. It's, Don't they need a little bit of that? I, I actually went the other way. I was like, oh fuck, my kids aren't getting that. Are they missing out on that? One of the coaches says, hey, it would be, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it would be nice to see your kid like even like cheat once in a while. <laughs> And, and this coach is like, he hates cheating, right? He'll be like, if I see anyone cheat, I'll kick him off. But he's like, dude, your kids just follow the fucking rules. He's like, they need some fucking like win by any means in them. Yeah, but they're they're going to get that in sports. I guess eventually, right? Yeah. And it's going to be healthy. So they're going to understand winning and losing, and they're not going to be the people flipping out after they lose. There, There's that movie about Serena and Venus. Yeah, I saw those. I saw the doc and the um and the regular and the and the like the one with Will Smith. Yeah. I enjoyed them. Right. And the way that he teaches them about sport and how it's <clears throat> different from the other parents was pretty cool. Do you remember what he I don't remember that part. There was so he, the the girls went to a like a and it, it's fading in my memory too, but I they went to a tennis tournament and I don't know. It was just a lot of talk about being humble when they win. And then n like the other girls, when they would lose, they would like, they couldn't handle it emotionally. So he prepared them to be emotionally stable within the environment. And obviously that breeds success. So even though you know how to lose, you, you don't let, little things distract you during the event and you you keep your mental composure even if you do lose the game but you're always losing a little bit in the middle of the match right you might you might make a mistake but i think that tennis is very mental because it's just a one-on-one -on -one game oh it's crazy it's like it's like toned down fighting it's basically fighting with way less on the line but it's but it is like fighting Hey, if anyone asks you why you like to come on the show, if anyone's like, why do you go on that show? You can, this is why. Uh, some hot chick with her back to us looking at the water. Um, my husband is 5'6", I'm 5'10". He's got huge over-the-top dick energy. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I love your husband already. I love over, never heard over-the-top D energy. I know. He's got big dick energy. God, I love that. Um, uh, you know what I, I like? Um, I like this. Um, I like this a, a Jake Paul or Travis Bajant type of uh, sportsmanship, where it, there's a calmness and and some hardcore shit talking, and then some humbleness when you lose, and, and we get to see the full circle. Like I went to Jake Paul's Instagram. He fought last night, um, uh, a big fight, and he was talking a lot of shit about it. The guy, and he lost. And the comments were just like oh, you got your mouth shut up or all this, like just talking all this shit to him. I'm like, God, I bet you all of that bounces just right off him because right. he was so humble in his defeat. Good job, buddy. You showed up, fucking hugged him. I mean, I'm sure it stings, but like there's like warrior in him. Like he, uh, you can tell he's, if he's 49% bummed, he lost the fight. He's still 51% that he did it. He's so proud of himself. 
Mm-hmm. He's so, and he got on and said, Hey, I f-, he gets on his Instagram says, Hey, I lost. Fuck. That's tough. What I guess I never thought I'd be saying this, you know? And I just like this. Um, I, I, I don't mind bravado as long as that there's a, uh, like a, um, a, 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 another side to it. I appreciate bravado. I appreciate chest pounding. Do you? Yeah. And I've went through a lot of that in my life. As well. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there, I like y- that expression of man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's the, the issue is that there's not enough of that happening. So that's why a lot of men are drawn to the Andrew Tate, Jake Paul. Yeah, like, like this. I like a good bad guy. Yeah. I like a good I didn't like Conor McGregor punching the old man on the stool. That's too far for me. <laughs> he punched some old guy on a stool. I didn't see that. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah. But the uh learning defeat. That's a good example. Fighters, so when you fight it's it's almost like a reset though because all the energy is building up building up building up building up and you actually get to see and you want to see the primal nature of man in those moments but then when the when the fight happens it's kind of like an orgasm like all that gets discharged and now you're reset and you're back down to sort of base level and you're either the winner It does get discharged it's funny i never thought of it like that it does get it's it's like that it gets discharged I feel like I feel like it. I mean, I played hockey, so we would fight. I would fight multiple times in a game. And after the fight, there's a level of respect that you didn't have before. Mm, mm. You kind of hate the person and then you fight. And then all of a sudden there's a there's a bond. You went through something together with the other person and there there's a mutual respect unless somebody wasn't a man about it and did something dirty then then that just carries on sometimes for seasons till you meet again intercourse is like that right like you don't even there could just be some tension in the house you don't even know what it is it's just a million little petty things like there's gnats flying around and then you have sex and then it's all gone it's like you you it's like you killed all the gnats in the house and it's all just it's weird i don't have an explanation for that Sex is, there's, there's also another way to do sex, which is not orgasm to Uh have sex and just not orgasm, both the male and the female, because if we're, if we're constantly discharging through sex, through orgasm, then all of those, like you said, all of those distractions energetically will be like those build up when you actually are just discharging. You begin to start hating your partner. If you're just constantly orgasm from an, from an Eastern woo woo standpoint, I'm going to tell my wife that we need to discharge to the, so much to the point where I hate you. No, no, no. <laughs> if, you just, if you have sex and then you don't orgasm, there's mm-hmm. there's a buildup of, of attraction. Oh, and you know, like at going through the act of sex, there's, there's there's a magnetic attraction uh-huh. that goes away with orgasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why like coaches I I don't think should fuck their athletes because you want to keep that te- unspoken tension there for as long as you can. I love how you just take every topic 
and right? you make it as as you just take it to the point where it didn't need to be it didn't need to go there. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Did you watch I haven't seen that documentary about the the US gymnastics Olympic team? I think it's called like Well that those chicks were getting raped. Oh yeah, that wasn't even the coach. That was the the doctor. Yeah, yeah I didn't see the movie, so I would just lost what that was. I about. was thinking that so there's this coach in the space now, um, and, and there's a, a athlete in the space now, and I think that they're together now, and like I'm excited for them, but I'm also like, well, fuck, don't you want that tension there? Like I, I, I was courted my girlfriend for five years. Do you know how much fuck my wife now, Haley, do you know how much fucking tension was there? It was fucking absolutely nuts. I used to like shake around her. So you're getting into topics that, yeah, yeah. These are topics that normally. So what do you do? I'm just about to blow and I just get up and walk away and be like, okay, I'm going to eat a sandwich. No, you, you just keep on edging yourself and eventually the the desire to to unload goes away and then sex just naturally it comes down and when you get to that point then there's there's energetic interaction between the two of you and you just essentially you can lay there but it's a it's a softer type of sex it's not so rough and then explode it it ends up like being softer longer gradual but then that attraction that sexual attraction between the partners it doesn't go go away so then that's the most amount of times you've done that the next day i'm currently doing it right now so you so so you'll 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 be in you'll be inside your wife like every other day for a month and not ejaculate for example yeah, yeah. Eventually, you learn to still get the feeling of orgasm without actually blowing. Yeah, yeah. Blow. I, well, I definitely have. Even... I definitely have orgasms without ejaculating. I learned that at a young age. Um, it's it's like going to the edge and then pulling back and then just like praying, and you're like, oh, wow, I made it. You know, I survived. <clears throat> Can you do that? Can you orgasm without ejaculating or not so, even that? Yeah, and I'm not actively trying to do that technique specifically, <clears throat> yeah. but it seems like that's what's happening naturally. So there's not a craving for me to to unload. And then also uh, Trish says that sounds not unhealthy, but super unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually there's a lot I'm of- gonna try this. I can I'm 50, I've never done that. I've never purposely walked away without ejaculating. In Taoism, it's 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 noted, and I I don't know how scientifically proven it is, but it's it's noted that the older you get, the less you should ejaculate. Yeah, so yeah. I, I had uh, I had this guy on who you probably know. He's uh, the 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 black uh, fitness guy from the like two thousand six or seven. Elliot Elliot Holtz. Holtz, Holtz. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm on the show. Nice, dude. He was great. Have you ever yeah. met him? You guys would get along great. No, I haven't met him per personally. He, and he and he he's he's doing um uh, homesteading in Florida. I should put you guys in touch with each other. He would let he bought he bought land in Florida, dude, and he's doing it like the cows and the fucking drag his wife into the cave by her hair, and he's he's doing it. But um, yeah, that's what he well, that's what he said. He I, he he said at fifty, I think it's like once a month you're supposed to be blowing. That's it, right? So, I mean, you could do that 
And then it's like kind of like ceremonial. And and there's there's intention set with it. There's a lot of things around sex magic. I mean, that's why all the all the famous yogis and spiritual masters, they all go down to like like 20 years after the fact, people start getting them all for for sexual abuse and sexual assault because there's so much occult knowledge within the realm of of sex and and sexual energy sexual energy is what created all of us like it's it's a very creative why why is it that they end up doing that like what why is it end up i feel so i know i know one guru type person i i know of one i should say and i know of a lot of the people in his inner circle and i'm not going to say his name but he after he died all this stuff came out with him like sexually abusing people and i don't want to stand behind that i'm not promoting that but i do know that the people in his inner circle would talk about how they he would have all of the secretaries and all of the the women they were all having sex with each other like sex was like a part of their culture within the highest echelon of the spiritual group because they were using the sex magic and and that stuff goes on in all of these occult mystery teachings. I mean, that's like Jesus and Mary was another thing. Like they were using sex magic of ISIS. So a- Alistair Crowley, the magician from like he he was all about, but that was like like the black magic stuff is all sexual energy. Even when you go into like the freaking celebrity weird stuff that that they're doing it's all sex magic and so we can benefit from that without going into black magic and casting spells and stuff by just letting it build up inside of our bodies because it's creation right it's made like you can have sex with somebody and create a child who then goes on and duplicates your genetics that's very powerful and you can keep that within yourself and create with your higher centers as opposed to creating with your lower centers. So we've got mm. our lower mm. chakras, right? We've got our root. The, the, the lower chakras of our body are very physical. And that's why like sex will create a physical human. It's, it will create another incarnation of ourself and we can take that creative energy and can channel it up. So when people say it can be bad to not, to not release that energy in your body, well, you're pulling it up into, so the whole time you're having sex, you're pulling that energy up into your higher centers, into your pineal gland, into your crown. And then you're able to create with this part of your body, as opposed to the bottom part of your body. And this is also, if you look into immortality, it all has to do with sex. And then you get into like even having offspring without having sex. So you go completely to the other side where you're having immaculate conception, you know, like offspring without having sex. And that's when you get into like the stories of being immortal. And that's how that happens. So what we know of like how life happens 
there's there's other ways there's other stories do have i seen stuff like that with my own eyes i've seen crazy stuff with my own eyes yeah there's a lot of stuff happening are you are you into the have you gotten into the, like the the second solar system that's coming in and people seeing two sunsets have you seen videos of two sunsets i have seen some videos of that yeah and i've i know i haven't seen it like that the the stuff that old lady dolores is talking about i don't even know if she's still alive is that who you're talking that stuff that she's talking about yeah i mean it's all connected (laughs) they all they all all these mystics say the same thing different in different ways but i don't know you're specifically talking about with dolores cannon but oh yeah you know who she is yeah she she's the one that come came up with quantum is she alive hypnosis healing technique i don't think so but i was just in a room with one of the original people that she trained a couple days ago he was doing past life regressions Hey, um, this, uh, I want to go, go back the, the, the topic that you were talking about with sex, you know, I've, I've heard everything you said a thousand times and I want right. to say, I'd never have heard it as concise as you just said it. That was like a beautiful illustration for anyone to follow. I, uh, imagine, imagine that like we were, there's just a layer of, um, there's this layer of illusion um, um, to throw over sheets that are thrown on all this energy that make us right. And you were able to just lift the whole sheet up at once off the whole entire planet earth and just see what was underneath it. So see what's underneath Sevon, underneath this microphone, like see the energy that it was made up under. Do, do you see the illustration that I'm saying? Like, it's all just an illusion. Like we're all just invisible men, but when you're on earth, everyone, everyone gets a sheet on them. So we can see them. Um, imagine we were just to uh, lift it up. And, and, and see like the inner workings of it. I want, that's, that's when I'm really curious about what sex is. Yeah. I'm curious, like where that energy goes and how it's like wasted. I want to, I want to propose this idea to you. Do, um, there's this, have you ever heard this? Um, it's this book. I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of the book. It's a huge, thick book. But basically what they say is that there's – it's this book and it ta- it's a cosmology and it says that there's aliens out there or, or it, by aliens I just mean just there's these other creatures out there and they circle our planet and they harvest us for energy. The same way in the Matrix except right. we're not in those little tubes and they're harvesting us for energy and the way they harvest us for energy is that they uh, incite emotional emotions and when we have emotions, we give off energy and then they harvest it. The same way we harvest cows. Right. Right. They just make milk and we take it from the same way ants harvest aphids. They gather them all up on one leaf and then they and then they, you know, and they take care of them and they take their stuff. Um, And and, and part of me feels like that everything here is in levels. Right. Like but it's the same thing over and over and over. There's nothing new. It's just levels of things milking other creatures. Right. Have you ever seen anything like that that fits that paradigm of thought that there's something? um, um, yeah. Yeah. So if you were to design a universe that was consistent of levels, right? There's, right. there's, and by there's, levels, I don't mean higher levels. Well, it's kind of higher, but it it's, is. it's just uh, the same thing repeating itself over and over, but on different magnitudes, and different the higher levels, scales, different technologies. The higher levels feed off of the lower le- levels. And like yeah, you just yeah, said, those yeah. levels get to a point and then it all recycles again. Yeah. There, it's like uh, the musical scale. 
uh, you know, like well, on a piano. You think there's something, someone taking something from us, uh, harvesting humans? Of course. There's an, so there's another energy or another entity out there that harvests us. Yes. It's harvesting us. I mean, fascinating. Not as, in a bad way. Not in a bad way. Low, right. Like right? that's as yeah, above, we harvest shit all the time. Yeah. Right. So we can't expect Wait, say that that, that was from the Bible as above as below as above. So below huh. hmm. it's uh, not, I don't know. Maybe it's in the Bible. It probably is. Jiggy so, Josh, the microcosm represents the macrocosm. Yeah. Hmm. We cannot expect that we like, these clothes I'm wearing probably made in China, you know, in a sweatshop or made in downtown LA in a sweatshop. We can't expect that we act and behave in this way and that we're just special. We're at the top of the food chain. Everybody th- feels like they're at the but top. I do of expect the- that, but I do expect <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. And I have no problem with it. You know, like there's this concept that reptile. Everyone has an opportunity to get out of the sl- out of the slavery if they want. I like th- we can stop using this stuff that they're like the ants are. The reason why the aphids are harvested is the ants bring them to a fresh leaf. They gather them up and carry them up to a fresh leaf. And if you're going to be a part of that shit, I mean, the aphids have wings; they could fly away. Yeah, and and that's the law of free will. That's why they they tell us what they're doing that's why they they have these ceremonies and these halftime shows and where they're they're telling us that they are harvesting our energy and bring us into a state of lack and fear and anxiety to build that energy for them to harvest it's like if uh if a lion was or yeah i don't think lions eat rabbits but let's just say there was a lion and and that was eating rabbits and one of the rabbits figured out the game and then just decided to to not do what the other rabbits are doing the lion's not going to really have a problem with that one rabbit who decides to not be eaten because it has enough other rabbits to eat so we we are in this game for us to wake up and if we can wake up and then just decide to keep our energy to our ourself and use it to our greatest expression those in power aren't necessarily going to mind so much until that rabbit starts teaching the other rabbits what to do. Then the lion starts getting out of food, right? And that's when you have people like Nikola Tesla and getting his his laboratories burned and you have assassin, assassinations. You have Wilhelm Reich being sent to jail and mysteriously dying. You have all these these characters throughout history, Pythagoras, Jesus, uh, that that all get murdered for teaching the masses how to behave in a different fashion. So there is, so I don't have an answer there. It seems like individually there's a lot we can do for ourselves, but soon as one gets popular and starts influencing the lives of many, many, many people, they get off. I mean, Michael Jackson, Prince, Robin Williams, Paul Walker, like all these people, you think they just died the way that they did? Like they're dying early probably because they had influence and were starting to influence people in ways that were counter to the narrative of the people running this planet jfk martin luther king yeah but i think some of those people are off um by other um 
by other aphids and not the ants. Are they? I, I don't know. I mean, at least that's what they want me to believe, and I believe it. Right? I mean, the thing is, is that we don't see the ants, and so, of course, that's all I want to say is, is that, yeah. So let's take JFK, for example. And yeah. the type of person he was, there's, there's, there's arguments of whether he could be a good person or not. But he was right. speaking of central bank and secret agencies. Yep, yep, yep. And then the story comes out that one of the other aphids is the person that, that shot the gun. But there's a lot of evidence that our own CIA did that. Right. But they're just aphids too. Okay. Right. I I mean, I can can agree with that. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I think people think they see the ants, but I don't think that they do, but they're really just working for some higher power. Well, okay. I see what you're saying. Right. Right. And if, and again, I unbeknownst to them, unbeknownst to them. Yeah. The same way a a soldier goes to war. Right. And starts killing children. Yeah. 18 year olds from another country because somebody else told them it was okay to do that. Right. It's like mind blowing that you can convince an 18, 19, 20, 21 year old to go kill other people because any reason you want insert any right, reason you right, want right 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 so humans God. are able to when be you word it like that it's crazy literally any reason and i know people that have to go back and do like serious psychological work because they've they were sometimes they they start to find out that the missions they went on were not good natured and they were really working for the bad guys we had we had this guy on the other day craig harrison he i i suspect he's killed 100 people and uh his life is like ruined he says i mean he's so he said he's so medicated and that basically he closes his eyes and he sees the people he killed just shitloads of taliban yeah can't 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 get can't get uh can't get past it allison i'm so lost (laughs) we will bring you home mr weed we will bring you home we will bring you home when when you do these um when you do these things uh how how often are you doing these what are you what's your main thing uh today like do you have a vocation if someone if you meet someone they say what's your job what do you do i'm a professional network marketer so my main thing is perium I'm doing the MLM thing, which is, it's bigger than selling products. I'm mostly into leadership development and developing systems for other people to take a multi-level marketing organization and, and. Oh, Purium for me. P-U-R-I-U-M. It's a superfood company. So I sell superfoods and I, and I, and I, and I, recruit other people to sell superfoods. And when I recruit other people to sell superfoods, I'm incentivized to help them achieve success. The more money the people on my team make, the more money I make, which means that I'm in the, the, the business of leadership development. I teach people how to speak. I teach people how to present, how to sell, how to overcome 
obstacles, whether it's objections from other people or even most of it's in their own mind. I teach people to be, to achieve the greatest version of themselves. I teach them to make more money than they've ever made in their life. I teach people how to live away from their parents and develop responsibility through a business that anybody can do. Like, so for instance, a CrossFit gym. Why do people call it a pyramid scheme? Like that's like a negative connotation. Yeah. Yeah. Why do they call it that? They, they call it that because people go in. So first of all, pyramid schemes are different than this. Pyramid schemes are like, if I give you a dollar a night and basically pyramid schemes don't have products. You might've heard of like where, where I say, Hey, give me a dollar and then go find, uh, eight other people to give you a dollar and those eight other people find eight other people to give them a dollar or something like that. Right, 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 right. So you start getting a return on your money, but in the end, a pyramid scheme, someone's going to lose. Yeah. In the end you run out of people. Right, right. Okay. So there's no product. You're just, it actually, you're just giving somebody eight levels up a dollar and there's like a bunch of people that are trying to get other people. There's no products. Right, Our okay. products are guaranteed money back to, to help people to, to transform their life. We, we guarantee money back that our fitness products will give people the best workouts of their life. So all of our products are guaranteed money back for 60 days and our business is free to join. So it's impossible to scam people when, when that's the setup and there is no scam and the reason why it's called i'll answer your your question for the reason why it used to be very bad for business and for people is because they used to charge people lots of money to get enrolled so they used to say for buy buy $10,000 worth of products and store them in your garage and then your you can sell them and make money and what ended up happening was they were enrolling people to the business and that's actually where they made the most money was to find distributors, charge them $5,000, $10,000 to put products in their garage and try and sell out of their garage. They were, they were enabling people into a business that they would ultimately fail at because they would just enroll people, get a big chunk of money from that, and then just forget about them. And, go to and you're invested program. in them selling since they since they haven't bought ten thousand you haven't gotten ten thousand from them you're interested in cultivating them and making them better sellers and better people. So nowadays they don't do that. Like the FTC has regulated the whole industry since 2012. It's gotten really they've really right. Regu- you know, Advocare went through CrossFit. They got shut down because they were doing this. It's called front loading. They were Advocare doing- is closed. They're gone. They're, the products might exist, but they're unable to do MLM anymore because they were front-loading people. They were okay. requiring people to buy a, an extreme amount to become partners with them, which then okay. incentivizes people to enroll just distributors to get that initial com, uh, commission from them. But like I said, just like you said, actually, because that doesn't exist in what we're doing, then I'm incentivized to cultivate the skills within my people. And not everybody has that. The The problem is people start a business. MLM makes it easy for people to start a business without It's kind of like CrossFit. It's kind of like CrossFit. You, 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 you pay the money to take the, the level one, then you pay the money for the affiliation, and then you have to convince people how great it is. 
Right. And I own CrossFit gyms for those of you who are listening that didn't know that. The the difference is Ronnie had two gyms. He had two gyms in LA. When I so and out of those two gyms, like 15 people opened other CrossFit gyms because of of my influence. Okay. I don't still get paid off of those people, even though I was the one that taught them how to do a clean and a snatch and and, and, and inspired them to open their gym and impact more people's lives. I don't get paid off of those people. In MLM. I would get paid off of those gyms mm. because I'm responsible for those people to get inspired and learn about CrossFit and eventually teach it to others. So that's where this multi-level marketing comes. If I bring somebody in and teach them how to build a business and I do it in such a way that they're able to inspire other people and they're able to teach those other people to impact lives with their products and build a business on their own, then I will get a little bit of commission off of everything that that person does. So it's a way for me to leverage my energy. And that's where it starts getting people are like, well, that looks like a pyramid. It does look like a pyramid, but everybody starts with no pyramid. Everybody starts with zero. I started with zero. There's 13,000, over 13,000 people in my downline currently over a number of years. None of those people would exist without me. Wait a second. There's 13,000 people. Which isn't a lot. Like I'm just starting. It's it's not a like I worked full time for maybe like two years and my wife and I have not been working extremely hard for two years, but we're turning the, the gas back on. A lot of people get enrolled in this because the barrier to entry is so low and they think that because they tried it, for a couple months and didn't do anything that the whole thing's a scam. But the thing is nobody gets scammed out of any money. They just blame the industry for their own inefficiencies and their own uh, inability to be consistent at something. Give me a cross of parallel. So you're saying like someone who opens a gym and then blames the other gym for being too close to them when really it's like, Hey dude, you You have a better gym and a better coach and you get your bathroom cleaner. Thousands of people. There's thousands of people in every city. It doesn't really matter that a gym opens across the street. There's gas <laughs> stations across from another gas station and they both survive. What about, um? what's your, uh, do you have to have a belief in the, like in CrossFit, if you didn't believe in, uh, well, I, I assume this, I've never seen a gym owner who's not just like 100% fucking in like a crazy CrossFit addict, right? And then usually at some point they get tired Mm-hmm. And they and they sell the gym or they close it, right? Five or ten years, and and they just um, do all the people who sell uh, Purium uh, are they all just like holy shit? I can't. Are they all apostles? You think like holy shit? I can't believe this stuff changed my life. Most 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 everybody has an amazing experience with the products, and they're watching other people come off medications. They're watching other people sleep for the first time in their life. They're watching other people have jaw dropping transformations. There's two products though. There's, there's the product that we sell, which is the the Perium products. I think about Perium as my vendor though. I think about, I think about me having a virtual store and Perium's my vendor that I use to serve my customers. And the other product besides the products is the product of the business. And that's something that is my favorite part about this whole thing is being able to empower 
a yoga teacher who is sick and tired of going and teaching 20 to 30 classes around her city that she lives in and only getting paid 600 to a thousand dollars to do so being able to empower somebody like that to build five figures a month, Mm. being able to take somebody who's scared to talk in front of groups of people and teach them how to present and, and teach them a little bit of grit and responsibility and, and empower them to be able to be an adult. That's the other product that we have. And it's not necessarily that we're selling it, but it's the more important part of our business because I can sell so many products. The most products I've ever sold ever was like 16,000 in a single month. I'm averaging now like six or seven just uh, in a single month. I could probably, if I just full-timed it, sell twenty dollars to $30,000 a month if that's all I cared about. But it's not because my organization sells two hundred to $400,000 in a month because I have other people who have net access to networks that I don't have. So if I bring in another person, that's a way for me to influence the world with these products, which I believe in and I think is much better than you know, obviously the standard American diet, but it's a way for people to, to eat nourishing foods in a way that turns on their gut and will in fact then turn on their consciousness. And so you begin to be aware of the things that we're talking about, like the sheets, you actually start to see the layers of sheets when your actual body is working properly and you have harmony between your gut, your heart and your brain. But the way that I can get the products to more people is to bring other people on board to join the team. And the question is like, the thing is like, well, they're going to run out of people. We're not going to run out of people. There's still a long, long way. There's a lot of people that still need our products and I can't get to them all. So that's why I bring on team members and those team members will be rewarded if they are aligned with the mission. It, it's it's uh it's trippy to see the comments people are fucking losing their shit uh sevi eats up whatever ronnie talks about always yeah correct um it uh it, as the more and more you talk about it people are like this is bullshit this is just a scam this is and it's like every time they say that i just think of another example of like how all these people are involved in multi in, in multi-level marketing and they don't even know it it's like that's how when they go to costco and they buy all that shit there they're just participating in multi-level marketing. When they go to a car dealership, that's all they're participating is multi-level marketing. It's just, it's just, um, it's just middlemen for the product. There, but those- for some reason, they're really upset because. So there's a just so you guys know, there's a guy who works for Anheuser Busch and he goes to all the stores and tries to sell the store's beer to carry the Anheuser Busch, and he tries to tell them where to put the signs in the window, and he tries to sell them, hey, we'll give you these lights and we'll sell you these lights and you can put them in front of your store. And we, they, he goes to pizza places and he tries to get all those places to sell Anheuser Busch and put up those lights and stuff. And for some reason, because you don't see that guy or because you like that fancy truck and the dog that he has and the commercials, you think it's okay. But you got and- Ronnie out here selling fucking vitamins, <laughs> and for some fucking reason, you guys want to fucking attack because um uh, because he because he gets a little bit of money from his sales. It's like I don't know if you guys remember, but there used to be a store called like Circuit City or, or something like that, and those guys in the stereo department used to get a cut for the stereos they sold. And it's so fucking crazy that because this organization is transparent, you have an issue with it. 
You would rather you guys would rather are you my hearing straight? You guys would rather go to Walmart than than let Ronnie make the money off the vitamins you buy? Because if so, I'm cool with that. Costco is multi-level. Dude, it's worse than fucking market. Yeah, exactly. You pay an annual fee and you get a good price because they prey off of the fucking people who put their products in there. Do you know how do you know what Costco does to people? It's can I just say one thing? It's not that they're multi-level marketing, but they're a pyramid scheme. The person at the top of those corporations are the one that makes the most money. That's a true pyramid, right? The people at the bottom, the employees that are doing all the work, they get paid the less amount of money. And that's what people think MLM is, but it's (laughs) not. Everybody, I make more money than people above me, okay? Anybody that comes into my organization can make more money than me. That's not the case when you have the CEO, the managers, the employees, that's the pyramid. And that's the pyramid that most people would rather join because they are addicted to the paycheck. Imagine having yeah, they don't, they, they want to, they're okay giving away their control to Wall, but they see another guy doing it like you and they want to put this like spin on it. It's a trip. It's it's, it's it, it trips me out. Like if you don't like his product, uh, uh, don't buy it. I'm fucking it. all I'm all I'm all <laughs> I'm all like I'm all about it. Like fuck that like like a, so like imagine a, what I what I get to do is people come in and all of their friends act like this. Their uncles tell them horror stories. Yeah. And imagine the game that I get to play with their mindset. I have to influence people to go against that. And that right. builds grit. That builds character. If everybody, if if the, all the the small people in their life are trying to convince them to not be better for themselves. There needs to be a leader. There needs to be somebody that can carry them through that process to the point where they can stand on their own two feet and the influence of their sister who's telling them that you're stupid for doing this and you should go back to working at Target. Why can't you do both? You can. Hey, there's this, there's this friend of mine and his, um, there's this friend of mine and his, uh, he works at a hotel and he works at a hotel with all these fucking crazy, hardworking Filipinos and Mexicans. Mm-hmm. It's a, it was a Ritz Carlton. And, and, and one of the Mexican guys, uh, went back to Mexico and he had, he went to a manufacturer there and he designed a doorstop that said Ritz Carlton on it. Cause he saw the Ritz Carlton that he worked at had 3000 doorstops. Right. And he came back and he showed the manager and the manager liked it. And then he showed him like the, 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 the guy, you know, in the pyramid of, by the way, try working with, I'll come back to this in one second. Try working with a company like Apple. You want to talk about a fucking a scheme. They have layers and layers upon management that do absolutely fucking nothing just over the hill. And you pay for it every time you buy one of their iPhones and their computers. Because it's, it's fucking nuts. And anyway, um, so this guy went to Mexico and he had he had more of these made and he sold them to the Ritz Carlton and the Ritz Carlton started using them in every single fucking uh, hotel that they had in the world and this guy ended up becoming rich. And it's like I I seriously don't understand the issue you have about I, like if you don't like this product, cool. I'm I have I have no idea about this product. I've never used it. I know nothing about it. But you're upset about the way it gets to you, dude. Every one of us has a phone that's made with slave labor. Do you guys use any slave labor, Ronnie? No, but I know. <laughs> you guys, do you, you guys have an issue of how this gets to you? I, I just, I don't get, I don't get, I just, um, 
I don't get why you're upset with how it gets to you. If it's a good product, I like, I, I just don't understand. It's just a product getting to you. How, how you're upset. Um, yeah, I don't even know what the product is. Yeah. You guys don't know what knows what the product is. Maybe Ronnie, maybe a few people here have taken it, but you're, you guys are ripping in the, in the comments about how the product gets to you. Let's fight. Let's brawl. Right. Fight. I just turned on my comments. I couldn't see anything. <laughs> you're probably better off. I don't know it's a good product. I have no fucking idea. I don't fucking, I have no fucking idea. But, I, but I'm but i not critical no, of how the product, we guarantee, we I'm talking about the, the distribution product. of the product. Ronnie does two things. He distributes the product and he helps other people um, uh, uh, distribute the product. And, he's, and not only that, now he's explained to us why he does both. One, because he believes in the product because he thinks it helps people's health. And two, he likes training other people to distribute it because um, it, makes, um, it makes him happy to see making other people independent, like the small business miracle aspect of it. And I'm just, it's just fascinating to me that what I think you guys are doing is somewhere like like my mom and dad told me ML um, M multi level marketing or pyramid schemes. You start using these concepts and these words, and then so you get in a frenzy about it, and you're not actually giving it any thought, and you just want to hate. It's like it's like how I feel about um, uh, pesticides, and it's like that's a bad example. The frenzy, yeah. I you're not even listening. How is Sevon so passionate about the product? I'm not. I'm not passionate about the product. For the fifth time, I'm talking about you assholes. I'm not talking about the product. I'm talking about you assholes being upset at him for his distribution model. Oh, shut it, dick butter. Put fucking drop it cock in your ass. You shut your mouth. Okay, back back to run peace. You know the the reason I'm not triggered. You are damn straight. I'm triggered because I don't like it when people don't listen to me. Okay. Okay. Let's let's relax. Back to back to Perium. Trish, the uh, the products are guaranteed money back. People can use them for sixty days, even though we only sell thirty day things. So they've got two months to use something. It should only take them one month to decide whether it changed their life. So the products are guaranteed money back. So there is no shortcut. They're not promising something and delivering nothing. Like. Have you ever went to the store and had a guaranteed money back for something that you bought that it was going to change your life? No, you haven't. And the reason why companies go multi-level marketing is because they can spend more money on the product than they could if they went the wholesale retail style. So you guys don't realize that if you go into a store and buy a drink and it costs you $4, the store is actually the one marketing that to you and the store is taking a hefty amount. Let's say they're taking 50% of that. That only leaves the, the manufacturer of the drink 50% to not only manufacture it with raw materials, but also pay for the shipping to the store. So the, the manufacturer has not that much money to operate with the product. So they do the MLM version because they don't have to pay a store to sell the product and they pay less to a field of people. So everybody thinks they're getting ripped off by, by, by buying MLM, but you're actually paying less to the distributor than you would be if you were buying it from a store. The store takes a lot of money from the actual product. And I know this because I used to buy t-shirts for $10 and sell them for 25 at a CrossFit gym. So the all actual, the all the energy drinks and all the across the energy drinks, uh, they make a hundred percent. They have a hundred percent markup. 
Yeah, everything's a hundred percent. All of them. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. That's why those guys are making so much fucking money. The Red Bull guys. It's so. It's so crazy. I don't understand how you guys don't. Um, the the other option is Amazon. Yeah, I mean, it's so. It's so weird that you guys can't think clearly on this. Like, we're not talking about the product. If someone said it's not a distribution model, what is it? If there's no if there's no people distrib, what is it? It's, 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 it's am I wrong? Is it not a? Uh, it's a sales model. Fine, it's a sales model and a distribution model. There, there's but every product needs a sales model. People, right, right. It's it's. I don't get you, it. If I you don't have get a the product, hatred for it. Then you need a way to get it to the people. Some people choose advertising. They choose the wholesale resale, and some products choose MLM, such as essential oils. And every time you go get a massage, they're using essential oils. Where do you think they got those from? So. Amway is another another one. So is Herbalife. Herbalife, just so you guys know, is doing like a lot of money in a year, billions and billions of dollars. It's nothing that I would recommend to anybody here. And that they they are, you know, like, is Herbalife better than McDonald's, though? There might be an argument for that. So if they're going into a third world country, they could be helping people. I don't I would never take Herbalife and I would never take Amway products either. But there's a point where the distribution model can serve a product that is in alignment with my values. And that's where I'm at right now. Every, 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 um, Apple takes 30% of anything you sell on their website too. Like all those apps, or well, like when, if, you buy a pay, when you buy a pay-per-view on there, that's why, uh, they've had some problems with Amazon, in regards to that and in, in buying books and shit like that. Amazon is <laughs> taking in people's products and then make, they make the, the people have Amazon take pictures of it. Amazon dissects the product and then makes it on their own. And then now you've got a competitor, which is Amazon and Amazon's taking commission off of everything that they sell of your product. And then they're going to make a product to copy yours. And then eventually put you out of business. Apple, if I were to set, if I were to allow one of my psychology programs to be sold on the app store and allow people to get paid on it, I think they're taking 30%. I want to even say maybe even 50%. It was so high that I was like, what? No, I'm not working for Apple. So I decided not to allow my thing to be turned into an app that people could pay for on the app store. Uh, Sevy does that with his t-shirts too. That's why he's so defensive. Uh, uh, I'm not, well, I'm, for one, I'm not being defensive. I'm trying to help you guys understand, uh, your, your unclear thinking or to help you understand my unclear thinking, but you can't do that. So instead you attack me and call me defensive. I will say but, that but one more thing. Sevy does that with his t-shirts. I don't do anything with my t-shirts. I'm fucking so fucking grateful that I have someone like fucking Travis Bellinghausen over at Vindicate and Life is RX that print the t-shirts for me and sell them to me so that then I can get money from you guys and pay for my kids jujitsu. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> I, I, I charge a lot of money for the shirts and then I use the money to put my kids in jujitsu. That's it. There, and, then, and, and then with the product you guys get in return is me to come on here and have to fucking beat you guys. There you go. Well, so someone look at this. There's a great comment here. Someone here feels sorry for you. Uh, I know how everybody feels. I, why do they, why why don't they just rethink what we're saying? What, how come no one's actually saying? How come no one's saying like we know that this product is made with black men in chains? And then Ronnie goes over there. Like no one is saying anything. We're just this shit is made somewhere. 
And Ronnie fucking is the middleman that make it, helps it get to you so that you can put it in your blender in the morning. Right. And then he, and then, and then he, he has other people. And then he think of it as he has a McDonald's, right. That sells this shit. And then he's, so he's hired other people to work the register so that he can even serve more people. I don't understand where you guys are having an issue with this. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking trippy to me, but I do know why it's because you're fucking retarded and you won't wake up and you just think about what your mom and dad told you about multi-level marketing. You're so afraid you're going to get scammed. Hello. I'm here. What's up, Tevi? It's Philip Kelly. Hi, Philip. How are you? Are you going to unfuck <laughs> me? Are you going to unfuck me or what? No, no, no. I unfuck I, me. I I'm ready see. to be unfucked. No, no, no. I, I love Ronnie and I love that you have him on. And the chat is cracking me up, but that doesn't mean I Ronnie's perfect. Is Ronnie scamming no, no, people? No, no, is Ronnie taking is little kids' lunch from them? Right. I actually want to know about the product. I'm just waiting for us to get to that point. And oh, I'm we don't want to know about the, the product. Then we'll conflate the issue. <laughs> then if we talk about the pro actual product, then people will be like, see, they were trying to sell it. Yeah. No, we're, we're big picture motherfuckers here. This is, a big, this is Instagram, a big boy show. Yeah. Why'd you oh, say? Oh, man. Reach out to Ronnie on Instagram if you want to know about the product. This is, this is yeah, this is big boy stuff. We're talking big picture here. We got smart people in the chat. We're not falling into the weeds. <laughs> then if we actually did talk about the product, people would start saying that. Well, they, this was all just to uh, sell it. Sevy would suck a load out of Ronnie's cock, <laughs> and they they they, they would that's they would well, yeah, it's all true, but they don't hey, conflate the issue. Use Savan's uh, gift card code because he's actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, use code Savan. It's uh, right, no guys. no well, no plan B over at uh, <laughs> at uh, raw at uh, Purian forward slash. We love you. All right, later. Okay, bye. Peace. Oh my goodness. God forbid your passion. How long have you been doing this? Four years, but it took me five years. I've I I was like these the the haters here. I I hated MLM. I Who was cares getting, what the product is? I'm buying it. I know we're all programmed to hate it. That's why it's so fun yeah, to talk about. It That's why it's fun. I like years. I like having the pro life people on here too. Because everyone just wants to just hate. Let's let's let's, let's unravel this shit. Sorry, go ahead. You hated it too. Yeah, it took me five years before I. It actually, my wife was the one who had no negative connotation to it. And I was like, well, all right, if you're going to do it, then I'm going to do it. And then it still took me six to eight months to get into action because I was embarrassed and shameful. And yeah. then I started finding out that there, there's, there's a lot of good that I was just ignoring and being ignorant of. Well, now you face it head on, which is really interesting, yeah. right? Most people would be like, hey, I'm just selling Perium. You're like, I'm like, hey, so what are you doing? You're like, I do multi-level multi marketing. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God, you're gay. You said it out loud. You just <laughs> came out of the closet on here. Holy shit. Well, you know, everybody, there's, there's. No, I'm not working for Perium. But your mom is working for me. Get back to work, Jane. Also, I've never pitched it to Savan. For those of you who think that I just yeah. go around and like, I, if people are hungry, they can come eat. Right. I'm not going to go try and convince other people. Right. Um, how, how much longer do you think you'll be in it? So, so it's good for business, LA. There's a lot of people and you can see them face to face. Yeah. And we are. It's house, tied to this. Th it's tied to your job. Yeah. Our house has a a yoga, like a separate unit in our backyard. It kind of looks like a yoga studio. Uh -huh. And so we have an event space in our house that we can invite people over to. That's good. Yeah. I, I haven't eaten. Yes. That is, I didn't eat yesterday. 
Hey, you know, you know what? Uh, uh, I got this. I got this. I had this issue on the inside of my knee. I don't know what happened, but it was just hurting. It, 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 there's a bunch of theories. Maybe I, I was driving a car for 12 hours, and I, or I'd been doing a shitload of high rep deadlifts and burpees. But um, uh, Chase Ingram actually uh, FaceTimed me last night. I don't even know if I'm supposed Chase. to say this. Yeah, late last night because he had heard my leg hurt. And he fucking FaceTimed me, and I went into my garage, and he walked me through the process of rolling it out. Have you ever rolled out? Do you roll out? And it's like yeah. 50. And it's 50. Like, he, he, I sat down, and he sat down, and we FaceTimed each other, and he showed me how to put a barbell on the side of my leg and roll out the side of my leg. And my, it's like 50% better this morning. Yeah. Self-myofascial release? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe. He said basically I have to breathe in just like how I do energy body at night. I basically just have to breathe and just let all the, any tension go in there. It was fucking painful shit. Does it or, still I don't know painful is the right word. It was uncomfortable. It's 50% better. It still hurts. And when I, I move, I, it doesn't hurt at all. Like once I'm up and like playing tennis or moving, it's just like, like when I get it from this podcast, I'm yeah, I but expect that's going to make really it hurt. worse. If, if it's, if it, the pain goes away once you're warmed up, yeah. it, it doesn't really, go, it just means that you've got endorphins and adrenaline. So you think I should just chill, just only do rolling on it and chill. Is it a ligament? I assume it's a, it, you know, this thing that attaches here on your elbow, how yeah. it can get hurt from rope climbs and pegboards. I think it's basically something similar to that. I mean, I'm no fucking doctor, but it's on the inside of my knee. This is my left leg, right? So this is the inside of my knee. And it's like, there's some attachment point there that's fucking sore to the touch. But like yesterday, I couldn't even do that. And look, so now I, I can push on it. There's a mechanical issue. Oh, I lost your audio. I lost your audio. No, you didn't. Houston. Did you? I don't. I don't know if rolling out's the right word. Just Chase just Facetime me, and we just we put a uh, barbell really on our lose shit. My audio. Oh, I can't hear you, brother. Can you guys hear it raw? No, not what about now? I can read lips though. I didn't know I could read lips. Thank you for that. If you throw litter out your window right now, I'll know it's not just black people who litter. <laughs> oh, you guys can hear him. How come I can't hear him? You think it's my earphones that got fucked up? No, we hear them, question mark. Now it's off. Now I can't. Yeah, we good. Jesus, what? What? what is it? I Now I can't? Now I, can, I can't hear them. Good. Well, you're a very important person. Hey, log out and log back in. Vanish. <laughs> Maybe just hang up. I could hang up on you. Want me to hang up on you? Oh, now you're muted. Here we go. Don't worry. Don't worry. We have a caller who uh, I'm going to, I'm going to kick uh, Ronnie out. Hold on. Hello. Hello. Bye Ronnie. Uh, God, I love this show. This is some good shit. Hey, caller. Hey, Savant. People got a problem either. What the fuck is going on? Maybe it's me. Maybe something happened over here. Can you guys hear me? Get Caleb on. Hold on. Let me see. Caller. Caller. Hey. Yeah, but it's weird. I can't hear you on my... Uh, let me see something here real quick. Hold on. Can you hear me now? Wow, something has happened. Oh, no. Something has happened. Something bad has happened. Rock, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, fuck me. I can't hear anyone. I can hear you call... I can't hear anyone. Stand by. Let me see. Let me just think for a second. 
we were talking. I was facing this way. I, d- I don't think I diddled anything. What if I left and I came back in? Do you think I can do that? I don't know. Isn't the whole show going to load? You can hear me, Ra? Yes. Yeah, you, you quiet on the phone over here. Hold on. Let me check some settings. Audio. Okay, Roadcaster. Maybe I go. Uh, How about now? Ra, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Can you hear me? Oh, so it's my headphones. My headphones have gone out because now I can yeah. hear you. You manifested that because you're talking about all the headphones that you have. Now you have to use another pair. And you can't even hear what I'm saying right now. So, No, I can hear you now. I put it through the main oh, speaker. Right. But what's weird is, is that the call, I can't hear the call. Uh, can you guys hear the caller? Yeah, I, yeah um, I'm still here. You, you hear oh, me? I can't hear the caller either. So you, you, you are stuck talking to the caller too. Why switch headphones? <laughs> Let's see if this is going to work. Cycle through your headphones. Oh, there's a, there's a nice set right there. Someone's. T- I think the caller's still on too. He is. He wants. To yeah, talk. yeah, I'm here. He wants to talk. He wants to talk. I don't know if this is. Gonna yeah, work. I got. I just got something quick to say. Speaker. How about now? I mean, I can. Oh, hear you. now I can't hear you again. What the fuck is going on? I wonder if I hit some sort of mute button. How about now? Hello, sound check. Oh, I can hear you. Caller, hi. I can hear everyone. I can hear. Yeah. Okay. Let the show's back now, on. Sir. The show's back on. These hi. headphones are suck dick. Caller, hi. I apologize hi. for the wait. Go ahead. The floor is yours. No problem. Yo, Savan, I just want to summarize everything in the comments. Please. These guys are conflating the model for just typically these this models associated with with products that get very pushy sales okay so those have a reputation for being scam products right like herbalife is kind of a scam right it's something that is pushed on by by salespeople, and then people kind of get tricked into into buying it that's why the people in the comments have a problem the distribution model is great it's better than working for a stupid corporation and being an employee where you're shackled to a desk, you know, you actually got incentive to work harder and you get paid for more. When you're working for Apple, you pay, you get paid the same salary. Um, and they bring us, bring in a sheet cake or something, or give you a gift card for Christmas. And there's that's no the fulfillment scam, in the job dude. and there's no fulfillment. in the yeah. job. Yeah. That's why those guys all like become alcoholics and shit. You know, it's, it's just miserable lifestyle. So I, I really support this model. I, I, I don't back it. Those people talking shit. I think they're just worried that the product's a scam, you know, Okay, well, that thank you for the clarity. Now, now, now we're getting now we're getting. And somewhere. that's healthy. Skepticism is healthy. So, thank you. That was good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and I, I mean, you know what? Uh, and Allison NYC loves your voice. Alex Eagle said, "David Sandoval, thank you for calling. He's he's one of the founders of Perium. Oh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, David Sandoval. Damn, he's done his research. Damn, he's done his research." Yo. 
Yo, Savant, I watch all your shows, man. I love your show. It's it's like the only show I watch consistently. Uh, I, I'm not on live most of the time because uh, I got to do bullshit, but, but I, I hear every episode you got. Hey, I really appreciate it. Uh, maybe uh, you and uh, 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 Raw and I could go out and uh, do a naked rain dance one time with our loyalty for, to each other. <laughs> yeah. For, <laughs> yo, I'll start calling in more. I'll be one of your regular callers. This is just my first time. I, was, I, I would really appreciate it. Do you have a, a name you would like to go by? Uh, I'm sure trolls a lot. Like sometimes I okay. comment. Okay. Um, yeah, my name's Huey. Huey. Okay, I like Huey. Okay. All right, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, keep up the good work, Savon. I'll talk. I'll, okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, peace and love. Thank you. Peace. This guy, David Weed. This guy's not talking for me. <laughs> yeah. Ah, what a great group! What a hostile group! It's Huey. It's not Hugh asshole. It's Huey. <laughs> um. All right. Huge asshole. Are uh, you still training these days? No, just yoga. And, and um, uh, hot yoga or? Uh, it was Iyengar. I like Iyengar. It's just mostly just focused on form. But now I'm getting into more of just the traditional vinyasa flow type stuff. It's getting interesting for me. Uh, in what way? I can feel myself building the skill of the postures where when I was exercising, doing yoga, it just kind of felt like my muscles were burning and very uncomfortable and I was tight. And so now that I'm just doing yoga, I'm actually progressing within the athleticism of the postures and I've done a lot. So I went from the time I quit CrossFit, which was like six years ago till about a few months ago, I was, resistant to get into the asanas and the postures of yoga. I wanted the other benefits. I wanted the, what yoga really is in the East, which is the breath and the focus and the meditation. And so I did the other stuff for the last five, six years. And now I'm getting into Westernized yoga, which is superficial, but it's interesting. It's about the movement and the postures and the skills. So, so, so these are the postures and what you're doing is, is more um, what you've kind of, when you said to the superficial and athletic yours is you're doing kind of a flow through the postures. You're, you're learning to flow through postures. So it's almost like a dance. Right. And it starts to feel really good. Like it's an, it's a, um, uh, it's an, it's, it's an art. Yeah. I mean, those sheets you're talking about, it's also within the physical body. There's, there's tissue that blocks part of our self-expression. And when you start to feel that dissolve and you start to move and stretch within your fit, not just stretch externally, but actually start to feel your bones and your tissues be able to move within themselves, you can sense the freedom that you have within your body. And that's that feeling is interesting. That feeling is fun for me. Um, what, what do you think about your body composition? Do you feel this desire to get even leaner and thinner, uh, almost to, uh, 
a malnourished state so that you have greater, like, I just know that. There is a detachment that I have with my physical body that it doesn't matter whether I have muscles or not. Even though part of me realizes that from a standpoint of respect from other people, having a strong posture is beneficial, especially when meeting people and and presenting in front of people, especially on Instagram. So, but I'm just playing with that. I spent all my life caring about how I looked like mine from. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Didn't you see the way you used to dress at regionals? You clearly didn't give a fuck. (laughs) Was it weird? (laughs) Oh God. They hated me on the media team. How much attention I gave you. I said, why are you keep focusing on the guy in the weird shorts? I don't Cause he's weird. Cause I want to fucking, I'm into the weird dudes. Cause you're looking at it from a marketing standpoint. I'm looking, I just wanted, I want to go know what makes this dude tick that he comes here in the same shorts every year. Hey, um, uh, is, is, is Seema doing yoga? Yeah. You guys uh, go to class together, drive together, get out of the car together, the whole, yeah. yeah, that's good life. That's a good life, dude. Yeah, we barely even drive our second vehicle. We've we've been noticing. Bare, our, our second vehicle is just for our dog, basically, because we don't want to put our dog in in our nice car. Hey, um, uh, I'm surprised you didn't set up a life where you could just walk everywhere. I I mean, I was unicycling everywhere when I uh-huh. owned the gyms, and I lived next to the gyms, and that was like the gym life. I was very athletic and and into that riding bikes, riding my unicycle. And right now is more about connecting with nature. So what I prioritize is having dirt in my, my backyard and, and a lot of sunlight. And the, the car thing is a, is a great convenience for me to go everywhere. And so I really do enjoy vehicles. I enjoy vehicles too, but don't you like to like it's I, I, I move, there's no sidewalks where I live. And so I, if I want to go anywhere, I have to be in the car for five or 10 minutes. And I come from a life where I just walked everywhere. Go grocery shopping, walk, hungry, walk, movies, walk, just everything, walk, a beer garden, walk, gym, walk. And then now like I it just, I just, uh, I can't, I, I, if I had to, if I, wouldn't you rather be able to walk everywhere? Yeah. But what city can you do that? Where's where's there a beach, a gym, a yoga studio? Uh, I mean, you could go back to Encinitas. You could go back. You go to Encinitas, San Diego. Yeah. yeah. I've never really liked San Diego, though. You didn't? Not that I don't like it. I just don't get it. I, I'm not. I don't know how to operate there. You did you? HQ is there at one point, right? Yeah, kind of. We had, yeah, kind of. I mean, Greg lived there and there was a room there, but we, it, we, it was, I don't know. I don't know if there ever was an HQ. Well, there was the Scotts Valley. Scotts Valley was the HQ. I mean, that's where all the media guys were. Yeah. I like San Diego. If I could live, if I could live in just one, I mean, the people, if I could live just, if I could choose anywhere, I would choose somewhere like, uh laguna or san diego what about florida what about naples too many old people for you have you been to naples i haven't been to naples no but i think that when i imagine living in in italy that's Mm -hmm. what i imagine 
Florida. No, I imagine walking to the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just imagine walking and, and being more connected to the environment around me. Yeah. Cause there is a lot of driving, you know, I, do you know who Mick Dodge is? He no. lived in the Ho rainforest in Washington for, Oh, I do know who he is through you. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. For like 12 years. And, and so he, he, he lived in a rainforest and he was explaining to me cause he didn't have a vehicle. He, he used to walk days to go places he would, he would, where it would take him four hours in a car. He didn't have a car. So we'd walk three days to get there. And he was explaining to me that when you drive, you lose respect for the things that you're passing. Cause when mm. he's walking, of course. he's yes. seeing everything. He said, yep. he's noticing everything. And he would, wh- when I knew him, he had two vehicles. So he was, he was, he was missing the connection that he had for the earth when he was walking everywhere because he was, he, he was realizing that he was letting that go by participating in, in the vehicle thing. Hey, even biking, you lose that. Cause I walked for years and years. Like it was, uh, there were years in my life where I always walked 10 miles or 20 miles every day, years, 10 or 15 years during my CrossFit years. I just walked fucking everywhere. Cause it was in Berkeley. I had everything right there. And, uh, then I started biking and you lose about you, 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 I'd say 90% of the shit that you saw, you no longer see. And then when you're driving, you don't see anything. You don't see anything. (laughs) And like, you don't even know, you can't even believe how much you're missing unless you were a professional walker like me. You're just completely oblivious to all the crazy shit you see. Staircases, certain kinds of animals, interactions between people, um, uh, everything. Weather patterns, just like all the nuances of life, the millions of nuances that are around us, you miss them all. It's a trip. Yeah, it's and I bet you most people don't even know that. It's a good explanation. Thank you. Um, it had been a long time since we talked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's the weather up there? <laughs> it's fucking rainy as shit and cold. Are, really? I, I know you were joking, but is it rainy and cold where you're at? Yeah. But did you get any of the flooding? Uh, no, not up where I'm at, but like all around me got it. But um, there was snow on the beach a couple of days ago. And then right up here in the pass, like four miles up from my house, there was two feet of snow on the ground. I mean, which is just completely unheard of. But I think it's just all the global warming. There's craziness happening. I fucking love it. Bring the craziness on. Are you enjoying the craziness of the world? How do you stay away from the craziness on your Instagram? I do, don't I? Yeah, you're so good at staying away from the uh, craziness. Sometimes I, 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 when I'm so in it, I'm like, God, maybe there aren't any um, pedophiles or um, in the world, and it's just me because I'm focused on it. Maybe there's not um, um, trannies trying to take over every school. It's just me because I'm focused on it. So it's 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 a little bit of I've I've went through that, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really serve me to be on the fighting you know, like taking a side and fighting against the other side when I know that that's the whole game. Like, like you were talking about the aphids, like the, the elite, the, the people that are powerful, they gain their control by distracting the masses to fight against each other. Yeah. Well, so there's a, there's a, there's a, I actually just posted, there's like a comic meme 
and it's a king and he's overlooking like thousands of people and they're all like trying to rally against him. Right. And the king has an advisor and the advisor <coughs> looks at the king and he says, you know, you don't have to fight any of them. All you have to do is convince, what did he say? Like convince the, the pitchfork people that the torch people are trying to take their pitchforks and then they'll fight each other. And that's, that's the entire game. That's why we have politics. Like sentient? You think there's sentient beings organizing that um, conflict? So I think that I personally would go so far as to say that there's interdimensional beings that are in a background war over this planet and that we're the product. We're we're the product that they're playing with oh shit like like uh, like people fighting over gold right i mean you you mentioned it earlier about like sucking energy right so harvesting humans for energy that turns us into a product that there would be a gra- people would be grabbing for that so there would be a side that is benevolent and a side that doesn't have our greatest interests in mind and then there would there would be everything in between there would be beings that are interested in analyzing us for scientific reasons and to learn maybe we have emotions that they don't have and to learn through emotions there would be experiments happening where they would actually turn in turn themselves into humans and be birthed into this realm of existence where we wow experience linear time in a way that they don't experience linear time and and there's oh this is the book i was talking about sorry this is the book urantia someone i saw this book in college somewhere so i have that book but i've tried reading it i haven't gotten isn't it like this thick is it like a 500 hundred dollar book or something it's a bible basically i remember it being like one of the biggest books i'd ever seen when i saw it but you read it no, no, no. Well, just little parts. It was sitting at someone's house, and I just started flipping through it. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is about harvesting people's emotional energy on the planet, like making people emotional and then collecting their energy. I've gotten through 12 pages of that book. I've tried read, reading it twice so far. It's it's a little bit too much for me to grasp, So, but it's been like five years. Oh, shit. They got a whole... So there's a whole – is this like Scientology? They got a whole cosmology and a whole like – I mean it looks like it. I think wow. that – so they wear turbans like that and I – they wear turbans like that to keep the energy into the in the body because the way that our energy flows, if we're, if we're making energy come up, like I was talking about earlier, it'll go out the top of our head if we're not careful. And we want to suck it back in through our roots. But that the turbine is like when you put an insulator on wires, like the, the coating of wires, it keeps the energy within the body system. I'm looking to see if, uh, if, if, if the book's on uh, Amazon. Yeah, I'm sure you can. It's on Audible as well. I have it in my Audible library, but to, to try and listen to it is even more difficult than reading it. Um, you oh, you even stay away from all the vaccine. You don't do any vaccine talk either on your on your Instagram. 
No, I mean, I saw the vaccines coming since like 2013. I knew there was going to be adult mandated vaccines. So the whole thing wasn't a surprise for me. I mean, you did know, how did you know? Is it because it was in the, in the truth or conscious or, you know, conspiracy theory type stuff. We, we all knew that there was going to be adult mandated vaccines coming. We didn't know how or when, but for me, it was just something that was like, oh, this is happening. It makes sense now. Of course, the world's going to be convinced. You think you think um, uh, um, uh, our currency is going to be taken next from us? Like this digital currency is coming? Like, like I heard that they've implemented that in Nigeria. I think that I don't know too much, but I think that that's a whole other war that's going on of the countries trying to either get out of the central bank and then the central banks trying to, they're all jostling right now for power over the money. But that whole thing might be a story as well. Uh, the most beautiful place in the world is Sicily. Hands down. Yeah. So Sima's Sicilian. And so you have a piece of the most beautiful place on the world in your house, in your possession. Yeah. She's O negative blood type as well. Uh, is, is that typical for Sicilians? I don't know. Oh. But, uh, North County, North County, San Diego is the best. I love Carlsbad. If I could afford it, I would go. Yeah. Carlsbad's pretty good. It's a good life there, man. It's a good life. I wonder why Allison doesn't like San Diego. There's some, the people, there's a superficiality to the people there, but Hey, how do you tolerate that? What I'm going to say is something really sweeping and um, uh, a pretty broad generalization here. The P I, I there's this, um, there's this person in LA that I just can't stand. And it seems like it's a lot, even when they're being real, they're being fake. There's a, just so many of them just can't fucking just, I don't know. There's just always this, like, there's a posturing going on there. And a, uh, like, a, um, a, a, like, almost like you're obligated to lie. Like telling the truth is, is never what you want to do. There's always like a story and it's okay. Like the line's accepted. No one's like calling anyone out on it. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's talking a bigger game than they are like the kind of fake it till you make it like, Hey, it's okay. That person's not lying. They're just telling you that they've been in six movies because like they're trying to manifest it. It's like, Whoa, what the fuck is going on here? Do do, do you, you get that? Or does that, I I know, like you said, you stay in your, you stay in your lane. Yeah. A lot of people, have that experience with people in LA. It's kind of like the LA way to, to be. Yeah. I did. I had to have it explained to me. I, even my friends in LA, like when I'm with them, they'll introduce me and they'll lie to the person. They'll, they'll say something about me. That's not true to introduce me to someone else. Like to make me like bigger than I am. I'm like, that's, and I just say, that's not true. (laughs) That is not true. I did not win the Academy Award. It's all, (laughs) It's all a game here, but that's a, that's, that's a part of this town that I got into when I first moved here. Yeah. The modeling thing and, and it's a, it's messy. And so I, I. Did you ever up. have anyone ever try to touch you inappropriately? Guys hook yeah, up with you? Yeah. It's like, 
I got that impression from Hunter McIntyre that like dudes tried to fucking diddle him. Is it more sex? Yeah, it's uh, there's a movie Marilyn. I think it's the Marilyn Monroe Monroe movie. Have you seen that? She no. was basically being sexually used and that's how Hollywood was back then 80 years ago and it's still kind of like that to a degree with with girls and guys who come here and are vulnerable and and just need to pay rent and and you can as long as you have your head on straight you can maneuver through that and use it to your advantage without losing like without compromising your values but if if you're not aware, you could end up being <laughs> being roofied. Yeah, yeah. Just just one thing leads to another, leads to another, and then you're like doing gay strip bar lap dances, right? And you're <laughs> right, right. And earlier in the year, you were straight, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could totally and see that. Now you're happening. gay for pay. That's what it's called. Gay for pay. Hey, thank God I'm only I'm the only person who thinks I'm good looking. That could if, if other people thought I was good looking, that could have easily happened to me. I was so susceptible as a kid. I was so susceptible as a kid. Hey, when you say values, do you do you have values and do you know what your values are? Yeah. So for me, authenticity is probably my main value and that's where you say i showed up to regionals dressed the way that i was dressed is because that's authentically who i was and that was more important than conforming to everybody else and it looks to everybody else like i'm on purposely not conforming but it's just it's not like that there's no effort to be yourself and i think that so many of us have conformed our entire life that when we see somebody else effortlessly not conforming, it looks like effort. It looks like they're trying to be different because we all try to conform. My dad accused me of not wanting to take the vaccine just to be counter. I was like, I could, it just hit me out of the, out of nowhere. He thought like I was doing it to just not conform. Right. Uh, that, and I, that, but you're saying that that's normal. People will think that if you just don't conform, they'll think that you're doing it on purpose just to not conform, even though it's you're just following what you think is your path. Right. And I think for me, it just came from not watching TV, not having anything to conform to. I'm kind of like a a loner to a degree as well. So I don't, I don't have anything influencing me. And then when I would go out into the public, I would be different than everybody else. And I just learned to be okay with that. How do you know what your authentic self is? Like, like, do you, that seems like a pretty abstract value. Like for me, like, I don't like one of my values is like, I don't want to hurt people. Well, that can't be a value. You can't have a value that is not doing something. Oh, well, I do. Your value would be being nice. <laughs> you have a value of like, I'm not going to do something. But I compromised that value once I had kids. I had this really, like, really simple goal in life never to, uh, like kill another human being, but I've given that up since I have kids. Yeah. What do you, Oh, because of protection. Yeah. Like I, like I, like I've in the night, middle of the night, I've heard something and got my gun and been like, Oh, I'm going to kill someone in my backyard. Like I'm ready to fucking blast someone. 
but I didn't know that I'd given up that value until I had kids. But like, like I feel like, um, like I'm just learning about values and why it's important to have values because it's a strong, let's say like, like you have really nice hair. I have nice hair. And some people could think that that's like part of our identity that we're attached to. But someone, there was some girl on the show, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, the athlete. And she was explaining to me that like value should be a part of your identity because those kind of can't be taken from you. Those are like true, like good parts to have, you know? And, and, um, and I was thinking, Oh shit, I don't even know what my values are. But that's where work comes in into like you doing the the mental work to figure that out. And you can ask yourself questions about what's important to you. And then you can analyze your life to see that to see if you're living within the parameters of your values. And either that's going to be a yes or a no. And then you can start organizing your life so that it's more in alignment with your values. And then that in turn gives you more fulfillment. Do you write your values down? No, but there's, there's exercises that, that you can do. There's, there's even uh, actually in skillful psyche, which is a class program I have on Tuesday, tomorrow we're making, you're teaching it. Yeah. We're making a tattoo based on our values. So we're making an emblem that, we can look at or even get tattooed that the exercise is just to make a tattoo. You don't have to get it tattooed, but it's an emblem that represents your values. So you can do the work to discover your values. And then we design an emblem that represents that so that you have that reminder because it is something that we can forget. How do you know if you're being authentic? How do you know if you're not being authentic? I mean, I feel it. You can feel these things in your gut when you're when you're making decisions that might be compromising yourself. Mm. And we do it. I mean, we all compromise to a degree to even if it's short term, we play that game where we're sort of going in debt to ourself and what we care about in order to gain in some other aspect of our life, because Mm -hmm. we might have a value of health, but we can't spend all day on health because we, we have this money thing. So then we do something like work, which could be against and conflicting our values of health. Like for instance, right now I'm sitting down every time I sit down in this chair, I'm thinking about how I'm compromising my body. Mm. just sitting here is tightening up my hips. It's turning off my glutes. It's, it's bad for posture. It's going Mm. to give me pain. And so I'm aware of the compromises that I make in my values. And I think that bringing that awareness to ourself is another skill and it's a skill that can be worked on. You know the way Greg used to describe it, if I think, if I'm if I'm hearing you right, is he never wanted to spend CrossFit's brand equity. And he would and, and like I look around and I see all these CrossFit athletes who spend their brand equity. 
And it's, it's kind of crazy to me. They don't realize that every time they put their name on a mattress or on a, a Chipotle bowl or on any of those things, that they're spending their brand equity. Whether it, like everyone, you just lost a little bit of your influence. You just spent a little bit. And then when you switch from one mattress to another mattress, you, you've spent even more of your brand equity. And when you switch from the Whoop to the Samsung, you've spent a little more of your – like no one believes anything LeBron says, right? He's completely – I mean, no one with the, no one who's awake. He's completely wasted his brand equity, completely sold it all. It's done. He's nothing but, and it's like he. Ne- that's why Greg never wanted. Um, uh, when we signed with Reebok, he never wanted the CrossFit name like on iPad covers, or on like he didn't want any like. Hey, if it's not the greatest iPad cover ever in the history of the world, I don't want my name on it. I don't want to spend any of my brand equity. Never, ever, 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 ever. He hated that that anyone would try to spend his brand equity. They would even say, hey, we'll put the CrossFit name on these shoes and we'll give you 15% of all of them. And he'd be like, no, I don't want it on all those shoes. I want it on one good shoe. I'm not interested in spending my... It's, is, is that kind of what you're saying? Like authenticity is something that you have. And if you spend a little bit of it to get something else over here, um, you feel it in your gut. Right. And spending is a good analogy. And I think that's good that you had the main person of the the business of the organization like that. And that was that was his focus. That was his his strength. Yeah, that was crazy his strength. He was crazy. He walked around like this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember you could feel that as an affiliate owner, and it was it was good to know that. Yeah. And I even found myself hating Reebok because it seemed like he did. Right, right, right. He and he did. He did. He did. He did. Poor Reebok. Let's sign a deal. I hate you. <laughs> He's a savage. He's a savage. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The affiliates they did hate him. And how about those affiliates? I felt sorry for the affiliates that like took the name, like Reebok CrossFit. I was like, oh God, that's just what did you do to yourself? Yeah. Well, that's what I was mostly pissed about was that they said that they weren't going to be opening up affiliates to compete with us. And then there was a Reebok CrossFit that opened in LA. And it's like, well, why? So then it was like, well, I'm not going to use Reebok CrossFit t-shirts because that's what they were trying to sell me. It was like, uh-huh. well, you print your gym on these Reebok CrossFit t-shirts. But I'm like, yeah, but there's a Reebok CrossFit gym in my city. So now I'm also promoting that gym. Was that Andy Petranik's gym? Whose gym was that? Oh, it was... Uh, Jared? No, it was It was just they opened up as Reebok CrossFit. Do you, know Jared, do you know Jared went to uh, Orange Theory? Do you know who Jared Pearl, Perlmutter is? He did. What do you mean? He went, he's involved with orange theory like recently. Yeah. He works there. He's like, he's like a a director. He's got like a pretty like, like high power job over at orange theory. I haven't spoke to him in like five years. No, I don't think this has happened in the last year. Uh, I think last like six months. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's that, that tripped me out. I mean, he likes that part of it. I think that, his strength and what he likes is dealing with things at that bigger level, as opposed to like the small. Yeah. He's a, he's a businessman. Yeah. That's what he, that's what he enjoys. 
Jarrett came, he was my training partner for a long time. He came into CrossFit already having owned like five or six martial arts gyms. So the way that he was thinking about the business of a CrossFit gym was like, like beyond comprehension. Was he part owner of your gym? No, not of my gym. Oh, oh, no, he, his gym was in West Hollywood. Mine was in downtown LA. So it took like 20, 25 minutes drive and I would work out with him all the time. This is not a joke. You need a hazmat suit to walk around San Francisco. All all the liberal run towns are destroyed. You have to know that if you if you're not familiar with the United States, Seattle destroyed, Los Angeles destroyed. Uh, they're all they're all complete fucking train wrecks. San Francisco, Berkeley, Oakland, they're all. If you, I mean. It's crazy. It, it really is like escape from New York. Yes, Ra. Any thoughts? Are you looking at the comments, Ra? Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> it's a fun. This this is a this is a fucking such a weird place that I've gotten my life into. Raw, I come here every morning and sit here at seven o'clock with different guests or or I do live call-in shows and I have like a whole list of topics that I go through. I have this massive list. And usually I have at least one or two co-hosts. I don't know. They didn't show up today. I guess you scared them away. Um, they just thought we could handle it. But uh, maybe that's it. Yeah. But it's become a pretty, it's become a pretty, it's, and the show grows every single day. There's always a couple more listeners, a couple more listeners. And we're two years in. I think it's going to be a fucking huge show. It's just a matter of time now. And this all goes on YouTube? Yeah, it's just live on YouTube right now. And I have some really fun people come through here. And you're doing this every day? Yeah, every day at 7 a.m. It's like a morning show. It's like this, like the Howard Stern show and Joe Rogan like fucked each other and I'm their kid. But I'm not a fucking pussy. I mean, I'm kind of a pussy. So what kind of guests do you have? Are you open to any type of guests? Any any guest, anyone, yeah, anyone who can um, help me get rich. I mean, uh, I can bring uh, attention to uh, f- for my audience that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. And any do you guess. have anybody reaching out to people? I that's I do that all day. So like right now, I'm going to get off with you, and I'm going to go in the house, and my kids will be there, and they'll be finishing their kumon. And if it's not raining, I'll take them to the skate park, or I'll go play tennis with them. And any free moment I have, I'm on Instagram. Uh, going through my and, and that's what's crew cool all these people in the comments they direct me to people so they'll be like hey sevon have you read this book so i'm reading this book right now it's called the the a moth and the iron lung and it's about uh, polio at the turn of the century and about how it was from it, it has nothing to do with the any of the shit we've ever been told it has to do with the fact in 1890 uh, all farmers were forced to spray arsenic and lead on all food and it was done like that for 30 years and it fucked up people's intestines. And that's really the origins of polio has nothing to do with the vaccine. None of that. The vaccine, right? Yeah. And it, that the whole fucking thing ended up, it's just, just it's just bad science. So and, um, and so vaccine was not, it was just another vaccine. Yeah. Just yeah. more bullshit. Just, it's just more. And everyone believes it. Everyone fucking believes it. But, but you'd only, you'd only have to scratch the surface. You don't have to do one hour of research to be like, okay, something's not right. Right. It's one hour. It's so crazy how superficial that you like, you just have to, like you said, just, you have to just go under the narrative and realize that the only proof that supports the narrative is the narrative itself. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's, 
like it's like that with everything 9-11 jfk like everything big so it's going to be like this with with the small shit too even the the vaccine how about what woody harrelson said yeah they're saying what woody harrelson said is anti-vax conspiracy theory he said nothing that's a theory uh pharma owns the media uh, pharma owns the politicians. They they pay Trump a million dollars. They pay Biden millions of dollars. They're like 62% of the ad revenue on TV. And then they kept us locked in our house unless we took their drugs. Like none of that's conspiracy. None of that's theory. He, he just he just he just told us what happened, and people are like, it's a conspiracy. Are you fucking kidding me? How what's the theory? There's no theory. That's a fact. That already happened. That that happened from 2020 to 2022. It's because conspiracy theorist is just a made up term to discredit. Yeah. Truth. Yeah, it's just like the pyramid scheme thing. It's just it's just people will say, "Oh, conspiracy theorist, it's not true. It's bad." And that's what that whole term is made. It's it's marketed and it's programmed into us that if somebody's a conspiracy theorist, stay away from them. Right. So I read that. So, so I only reason why I read that book, by the way, is because the author is still alive and I think I can get the author on. And so everything I'm doing is to, um, I don't do like I watch UFC, but I only watch it because I think I can get UFC fighters on the show. So I have UFC fighters on the show. So everything I'm doing is to throughout my day. What happened to your original Instagram? It got, they, they, they fucked me. They kicked me to the curb. They They turned me off. I couldn't get it back. I've I've applied more than a hundred times to get it back. Oh, so somebody hacked you and stole it? No, no. They they uh, they banned me for like uh. say, for saying that. I I didn't even say crazy shit. I don't even say crazy shit. Like I don't say like um. I don't talk about whether the the Chinese released it to us as a weapon or if like if it was a bat thing or I don't I don't do any I don't do very much analysis. I just show stuff like uh, the CDC says here the VAERS uh, has more has ten times as many reports for injury from this vaccine than all vaccines in the history of the world, and I show a screenshot of it, and they'll be like, "Hey, you can't do that." I'm like, "But I just took it from the CDC website." I would I don't usually give analysis like. I don't usually do try to understand why or that I never said like Pfizer's doing this just to make money or that it's a scam between the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum. I don't I don't almost never do. But I've had some cool people on here. I had that guy. Um, I, I had a crazy pro-lifer on here and I'm a pro-choice guy and we had a great conversation. Um, I had a flat earther on here. That was fucking fascinating. And so did the flat earther say it's all interesting, right? The it's all interesting. I just want to hear the way they, th- I just want to hear the way they think. I want to, I want you to convince me that like the earth is flat. Go for it. I'm ready. I'm open. So was, it, was it, did he have proof like points? I need to have him on again. I, you know what, to be honest with you, the only thing I took away from the whole conversation was that I really liked the guy that he was really pleasant. Same with the pro lifer. I was like, man, this guy, what a great fucking, um, thing he's dedicated his life to saving children's lives like what what a fuck i was i was kind of envious of his like what a noble mm-hmm. uh thing to do like it's like if people are like celebrating lebron james broke some sort of b- big basketball record and i'm like dude that like 
that guy throws a ball into a net. I'm not saying it's not like cool, but there's no his only value then now is is what he does good for humanity based on the attention he gets for throwing that ball in the net. Throwing the ball in the net is nothing. Now it's only if he says all black people out there no one's coming to save you stop focusing on anything except making your life better never blame anyone never play the victim again that would be his only value to me of like of making all those balls in the nets i'm glad that there's a lot of stuff coming out that's empowering to the africans because that's the the highly melanated people have extreme amount of power and have you, have you have you heard or seen any of the stuff about the native americans actually being black no but i always thought i've been starting to think that they're basically just chinese people well uh flat earther was also ninja warrior champion that's true that's true who was it uh brett stephenson i'm gonna have him on again i actually just text him i had a guy who who made a board game that's the most um popular board game like in europe or in denmark or something that guy was fascinating too and he ended up winning i didn't even know this till i had him on the show he won survivor europe nice yeah it was just weird yeah so i just have random people on. okay so sorry go back so black i when oh, i've been looking oh. at native americans lately they're basically just chinese people well like in old pictures of them and shit and then they I just got raped by the spaniards and now we have Mexicans. Right? So there's the, this other there's this other story about black people already of it, of being here and that the whole narrative of slavery and that they were stolen from Africa and brought here that whole thing is made up. Well they definitely weren't stolen. They were definitely sold by I, no one steals anyone. I, those pe- if, if there were Africans brought here from Africa, they were definitely sold by other Africans. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, I, w- I would like to add that. I, I would find it hard to believe that we went there and just er, – we. What do I mean we? Fuck we. I was fucking in Armenia. I'm an abolitionist. But th- they're, they're saying that the, the original Hawaiians, the original Americans were actually <laughs> black. And not this Indian character that we have. And that I'm having so much trouble believing that. Like all every like multi-level marketing is bad. That's where I'm at. <laughs> and you tell me that there were already black people here. Uh Jiggy Josh, all skin was black. The Chinese designers just come from the part of the world uh people were at. I can't make I'm sense of it. Yeah, take two, uh, Chinese features. Oh, Chinese features. Oh, okay. Uh, all skin was black. The Chinese features just come from the part of the world uh, we're at. Oh, so the, oh, that's interesting. Those were just, um, like those nostrils, huh? OG Americans were African. No shit. This guy believes that shit too. Uh, There's pictures of like the feathers and they're, they look like black people and that look at like black people, like Aboriginal. Hey, would you say Indian people and Pakistani people are black? They have none of the affect. They move differently. And so for some reason we can't accept them as black. But they're black. Do they have? But they, I guess they don't have that hair either. They got more like your hair. You got like Indian dudes' hair. I, I'm half Filipino, and then yeah, so they have straight hair. The there is a difference with like a black a tradition, like how we would think of a black person and like an Indian. It's like there's different. There's 
there's a different quality of the melanin. Like the Indian is yeah. like a lighter brown versus like a darker brown. Or like a redder. That's why they call them red. Like they're almost like a redder. Like you, you kind of, you kind of, you got a little bit of that red in you. Yeah. Like a, a more, yeah. Like, like more like a Sedona, Arizona. So I don't, I don't know everything, but that's also an interesting theory. We'll call it. Cause I've never heard this one. I can't believe Mason Mitchell's heard it. You're telling me that there were, that this, that fucking Pocahontas was a black chick and that fucking all those native American dudes are black dudes. Imagine, you know, we we're talking, you talking about like the polio thing and the, and the yeah. thing yeah. and how just completely opposite of the truth. All of this narrative is right. That's being sold to the public and the public yeah. are just eating it up. Imagine how warped history is. Yeah. If they're doing that in real time, yeah. history, we have to be open-minded to history being completely falsified. Right. If they're falsifying things now, right. there's a complete agenda. So when they go and they write the history books, I mean, school was invented, like our modern school system was invented by uh, a German. Like the Americans went to Germany and and learned how to brainwash a civilization through the way that the Germans did it leading up to World War II to produce soldiers. So then we also borrowed um, their segregation policies from them as well and came back and we did that with the blacks. And probably at that same time, maybe rewrote the history books to disempower that entire race of people and make them think that they're slaves from another land and that they're outsiders here and that they've always just been the, the shit pot of this country. And that's easy to write into a book. That's an easy story to write into the book. And I've seen many, many pictures of, yeah. So I don't know what the, the truth is, but that's just another thing that's going around right now. And I think that there's a lot of power in black people, a ton of power that it makes sense that they would hold them down. Can you explain that more? So if you think about like a black person, right, they're more athletic, their bones are stronger. If they weren't, they're, they're better at handling the sun. They're, 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 if you think about rhythmically, lyrically, they, they, you would even think based on their knowledge that they're wittier, like they actually are smarter, but they've been convinced that they're idiots and that they're on welfare and that they should be fighting over guns and weed. And that all gets programmed into that culture. There's definitely an oratory skill that they have a presentation, a command over the the, the, the room that it seems to be. I mean, I don't know if you could attribute it to their skin color or what you do, but there's something they, they definitely they're great people, obviously. They're power. That's power. Yeah. So we the white man let's call it. not we not me and you by the way i'm fucking armenian and i was an abolitionist i was like go fucking lincoln i i want black people to pay me reparations for all my fucking people that died trying to save your ass bam but we've we we hold down the people with power women as mm. well mm. so the the I don't cage the vagina like cage the vagina 
Yeah. So black people, I don't even know, like, I can't really, we don't know if they're African or Americans or whatever, but they're, they're gaining power. They're, they're becoming aware of their abilities. And it's interesting. I don't, please don't enslave the Armenians. If you're going to pay back the white guys. Hey, um, what about this shit is getting woke? No, no, there's nothing easy, easy. We're, 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 we're cosmic anthropologists. You're just you sit back and enjoy, sit back and enjoy the depth, the freedom of the conversation. What about dinosaurs raw? Enough of the black people. What about dinosaurs? Yeah. So I don't know what's like, are those things 65 million years old or are they more closer? Because there's definitely carvings of dinosaurs in stones in ancient monuments, which suggests that maybe they're roaming around with the humans a few tens of thousands of years ago because they're in stones and stuff uh, with human beings in the pictures. So I don't know all if, if history is just, I don't know what to think about history and time in general. Because yeah, time I'm, is tripping me. Time has really been tripping me out lately. Something's happening to time. Like that, it's the, that what do you think it's going faster? Yeah. I, I think that that would be a simple explanation. I'm not like, that's because I'm unable to articulate it. That's the way I would say. But something's definitely occurring with time that I'm like, uh oh, something's happening, like with time. Yeah, I think our. And I can't tell if I'm. Uh, I can't tell w- exactly what. I I'm open to it though. There's a lot of stuff happening in our solar system, in other planets as well that are happening in ex- an accelerated rate that shouldn't be happening. Uh, there's, I feel like what seems like from a gravitational standpoint, a gravitational structure of the soul of the galaxy. Um, it seems like our sun is pushing into the heliosphere of the sun is getting smushed and almost What's like the heliosphere of the sun, the center of it. No, it's the, it would be like the atmosphere of the earth. Uh-huh. There's one of those around the sun. Okay. So there's a heliosphere around the sun and it's being smushed. So it looks like the sun is pushing into a wall. And that suggests that the sun is moving into a space in the galaxy that is a a different zone that it's in right now. And so, yeah, you see those those pictures right there. It looks like it's pushing into a wall. And what happens when we pop through that wall? That's the question. (laughs) And when you look into ancient cultures that have calendars that aren't a year long, like ours are, but they're hundreds of thousands of years long, they have ages. They have a calendar that maps hundreds of thousands of years where it actually account for not just our planet going around the sun, but our sun going around the galaxy and the different seasons throughout the galaxy that our entire solar system would go through as a result of that. And those seasons are, they, they point to levels of consciousness. That's like in the, in the Vedas and the Hindus, there's, there's ages where people are different. They behave differently. 
And so within that construct of how reality is, that explanation, we're in the spring season. We're in the enlightening stage of of consciousness. And we're coming out of like the dark ages when the winter time of consciousness where like you just think back to the dark ages where people were killing each other. It was just war, this war, that. And now we're becoming more interconnected with each other through things like the internet, but also people are being birthed on this planet that have awareness of past lives, have awareness of their extraterrestrial origins and family. And that's all going to shift as the solar system shifts. And then there's stories of the solar flare happening. And even in the Bible, there's the flood that happened at one point. And then what's happening next is going to be a fire. And so maybe when that sun pops through, there's going to be a solar flare that completely changes the energy of this planet. And then we are all just different. And what it's going to take for us to be different is pretty simple. We just have to feel what everybody else feels. We just have to know what everybody else knows. And that's all explained in this book series called The Law of One, where it explains the densities of consciousness. And the next density we're going through is we're going to be able to feel each other's emotions. We're going to be empathic. And so if you're walking down the street and you can feel everybody around you, you would want them all to be as happy as possible because their emotions are your emotions. Wow. wow. One little simple wow. adjustment is going to completely shift everything wow. that we do. Wow. That one adjustment, if we have sensation of other people's senses emotionally, and that sheet, you just unravel that sheet and have a little bit more connection. Yeah. It completely changes the structure of everything that we do. Every decision on this entire planet will be how can we make everybody feel as happy, as fulfilled as possible. Well, now we're getting into some woke shit for sure. I hope I hope they're careful. I hope they're careful. Because people need to be responsible for their own feelings. For so Maybe you won't get to feel other people unless you can be responsible for other people. Exactly. That's the reason for our independence now. Until you can be, yeah. Because because worrying about other people's feelings is bullshit. So we have to go through this stage of independence so that when we merge, Mm -hmm. we are responsible. But we only learn that by being independent, being separated from each other. And we're going through this mess and learning all the lessons necessary so that when we do merge... We have an ability to respond. We have responsibility that can extend to others beyond ourselves. And parenting is like that. Being able to under, being able to make sure that you that you know what your kid's feeling, but you don't cater to them. You still stay and do what's right to how you want to mold your kid. And so many parents. Because it is so, it's it is so intense when you feel your kid's feelings. Um, then will cater to making their kid feel better, but just so that they don't have to feel their kid's pain. And it's fucked up, and it's made a lot of fucked up kids. It's made a lot of fucked up kids. Right. There needs to be somebody in that relationship that that's taking the making the decisions from a leadership perspective, and not. Because when you sympathize, when you when you harmonize with 
let's call it the lower level if you're a parent child. And if the, the higher level, the, the one that's supposed to be making decisions starts making the decisions from the lower level, now you don't have any proper leadership. You're essentially, you mm. turn yourself into the child. Mm. And it's like the child is being raised without a parent. Yeah, it's exactly, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. And I, and I see that parents, I, these, these parents fucking think that they're fucking parents, but they're not. And, and it puts crazy stress on the child. Wow, you fucking nailed it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Your kid is not the leader. You are the leader. They need you to be the leader. Do you have any leaders? I have some leaders. I've chosen some leaders to lead me. Do you have some leaders? I, I think there's, there's, a, there's a void that I recognize in terms of leadership. There's a few. You mean like in your life, like you wish you had something to lead you? I feel like there's an open, I have open space for mentorship. Mm. So I, I have that recognition. Because right now, the way I've structured my life f- almost forever is that I've always been the leader. Mm. And that that leaves me without equals and it leaves me without mentors but that's something i can change right i have power to change that so it's <laughs> almost verbally it, it, it's 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 almost like it's who you serve yeah but there's you know, like who you choose to serve is your leader right there's a oh yeah that's and so a, that and so yeah. that's the interesting thing about your kids because you're in a life of devotion to serve them but they cannot be your leader so with right. them is this ultimate paradox. But other people, you know, there's this people that you you um, you choose to serve. There's a saying, if you're the weakest or the dumbest person in the room, then you're in the right room. Right, right. Because then you know that you're being influenced by more powerful people than yourself. There's people that I want to um, follow on Instagram, but that I unfollow because I just don't want to be influenced by them anymore. Like I'm, I'm fully aware that the people I'm following on Instagram are sort of my leaders. I'm letting them influence me. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And if I like, that's why it's weird to me when anyone follows someone that they don't like. Yeah, because like, that, hey, don't stop doing that. That is not good. They're influencing uh, you. John Maxwell has a book, The Twenty One Irrefutable Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, and one of the laws is the law of respect, and it basically says that people will not follow somebody they don't respect like the law Mm. of respect says that leaders will only follow a leader that's stronger than them and yeah when you get into following somebody just so you can hate them like you just said following somebody you don't like Mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense it's almost like you're just trying to gain fuel for your ego to support why you don't like this person by following them so that you can add to the reason why you don't like them it's a big waste or, or sometimes like, I've had these people who said that they, they followed me for two years and couldn't stand me, but they, holy fuck, they finally opened their eyes and they can fucking see the light now. They're like, oh shit, you were right. I knew that there was a reason why I always kept following you. That's also crazy. Like people that got red pilled on accident by watching the show. Like, oh fuck. I think because part of them wanted to, they wanted to understand. They, there's right. something they see, right? They see the freedom. They see something. Yeah. 
they admire and they they respect. Even if the words coming out of your mouth don't make sense to them yet, yeah. there's still something that is attracting them. Yeah. A theta frequency. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people that the, if if I'm telling somebody something like the 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 black thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the first time you hear about this. Just because me saying it is the first time you've ever heard of it. That, that, that actually there were there were blacks here already on yeah. the United States when Columbus came. I'd say like even yeah. like got like try having sex without busting your load. Like just yeah. stop it. Like people are like that's crazy talk. The thing is like I've know, heard it twenty times and I've always thought it was crazy talk. But you, this is the first time I'm like I'm gonna give that a whirl. So there's there's this notion that girls start acting cra- crazy because mm-hmm. they're having orgasms. That's like what makes them hate the guy. And it's the same thing that same mechanism that makes the guy not care about the girl. They go to sleep after sex. They wake up. They don't give a shit. It's like that that level of disrespect is because they're discharging their attraction and they become almost repulsive to each other as opposed to magnetic. And it's because of the discharge of the orgasm of the release. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And so if you stop doing this, it's the cure to the girl being nitpicky and, and crazy. And the guy will now start caring about the woman. And that's worth the, ex- the experiment. Yeah. It's worth the experiment. Yeah. Why not experiment? Right. In this book I'm reading, The Moth and the Iron Lung, it's, they're talking about um, the reasons why tonsils will, were pulled out. Holy shit. Even, uh, I don't what know. What a crazy. They thought tonsils were um, made kids into mouth breathers, and they thought mouth breathing uh, made you retarded, like clinically retarded. So they, they devised this plan to start clipping people's tonsils. And the tonsils are an inch away from your medulla oblongata, the brainstem. And the tonsils also are a fucking uh, bacteria and virus factory, I guess. I guess they they catch a lot of bad shit. And so if you cut them out, all that shit fucking just escapes. But the book's fascinating. It's fucking fat. Can you imagine approving, like you were talking about, um, what were you talking about? Like convincing young men to go kill other young men that they don't even know. It's the same thing. Like, can you imagine... F- now that I now that I'm in the position I'm in, the 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 I sit on the perch that I sit on and look at the world. Can you imagine like convincing parents that it's okay to give your kids mandatory drugs from Pfizer, or that we're going to cut their tonsils out? <laughs> this whole this whole idea of vestigial is is that the word vestigial organs? I, I'm not buying it. No, even the appendix. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Wisdom teeth. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any of that shit pulled out on me. I'm so happy. I did. And it's freaking like, I went to the dentist once, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they were like, let's remove your wisdom teeth. And I knew of a whole bunch of other people that got their wisdom teeth removed. I just thought that when you get to a certain age, you get your wisdom teeth removed. And so I just said, okay, I was unaware. And come to find out our, our teeth are actually the switches of our energy meridians. And our so- teeth are? Yeah. So if you think about the important, like our hands and our feet are also, they operate the same way. The parts of our body that are used often are what are activating our energy meridians and our teeth are, we're chewing stuff all day long. So it makes sense that that's going to be, every meridian goes to a tooth and it also goes to a part of 
our hands, it also goes to a part of our feet and they all cross at the navel center. So these important parts of our body are turning on and activating our meridians to keep our organs healthy, to keep our emotions healthy. And so our wisdom teeth are tied into our, our gut, our, our stomach. And so, yeah, when you remove parts of our body, it's, it's all more connected. We're not like a machine. We're, we're, we're taught to think that our bodies are mechanical and that its job is just to carry us around from place to place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But there's more going on. There is, there is like our emotions aren't just housed in our brain. Our emotions are produced by our organs and that's sending energy throughout our body. And so that energy can get blocked in places. And that's where this whole concept in, in the East about meridians comes into play because we have an energy body and that energy body operates within our physical body, our mechanical body. And then we have issues emotionally through our mindset that can be resolved by working through our physical body. And it's not just something happening in our brain. But uh, I love my energy body. My energy body is crazy. The appendix also. If you don't know what your energy body is, by the way, people. You need to find a book that teaches you how to fucking find your energy body. If you find your energy body, you won't always find it. Once you build a relationship with it, you it will change your whole perspective on for sleep. We'll never, you'll never hear about sleep ever again. You'll never think about sleep ever again the way regular people do. You never will want to be apart from your energy body once you once you become aware of it. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. The, it's, the best. it's such a great body. And so I weird. Feel like, yeah. There's a lot, right? When you start yeah. to recognize that you're beyond your physical body. I don't, and, but mine always feels like it's in here. Like mine doesn't ever like go away. Yeah. If you close yeah. your eyes right now, mm -hmm. you could tell where your body starts and ends. Or is it you, like you, you don't feel like, like you just feel your physical body, like skin in. You don't feel like that there's. No, more. it's bigger. It's bigger than my body. Or even just like your palm. If you just hold. Yeah, it's hold bigger than my body. Yeah. Palm, you yeah. can feel that it's. Yeah. Same thing with your feet. Your feet are grounded into the earth. That's what this whole science of grounding is. Because we go further than the bottom of our feet. It's connecting into what we're standing on. Our hands are connecting onto what we're holding. Yeah. You do a lot of barefoot walking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why we shake each other's hands when we meet each other. We're 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 communicating through yeah. that. Or I enjoy shaking hands with people. Do you like that? Yeah, of course. It's that touch. It's it's yeah. it's a bonding experience. Look so much better than a fist bump. It is. It is it's way better. This bump is casual, though. It's like it's like basically like I'm going to say hi without connecting with you. It, yeah, it, it has a place. Like there's fist bumps, there's hugs, and then there's shaking hands. But the fist bump, I like where you're, where you're going to. But the fist bump shouldn't replace the handshake. Like if, like right, like if I'm going to have lunch with you, I shake your hand. If I'm just skating by you, I fist bump you. Right. 
How about this? Do you remember the first time that somebody tried elbow bumping you? Yeah, that shit's weird. That happened. I was on, uh, I was doing a lecture at a college campus, actually, mm-hmm. on the sun and Glendale College. It was during the, it was the start of the pandemic when we still like have gatherings. And these kids did, they came up to me like this. I was like, what are you doing? Like, oh, because we're not supposed to be shaking hands because of COVID. And I was like, I think it was even called Corona back then. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) elbow bump. The elbow bump is disrespectful. I appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah. This was fun. Almost three hours. We worked through some shit. Some fun, superficial shit. I like working through some superficial shit with one of my uh, with one of my friends who has the greatest depth playing on the superficial realm with you. It's good. Well, here we go with the rest of the day. Today's Monday. The rest of the week. There was some there's some drama amongst a, a cohort of my friends, and it was stressing some of them out. And I go, hey, dude. Just remember, and they go, what? I go, we're just playing with fucking plastic knives. There's nothing at stake here. Enjoy the drama. Enjoy this fighting and this gossiping and this, we're just, just plastic knives. No one's going to get hurt. It's just, and he's like, oh, that's a great way to think about it. I go, yeah, it's just, there's, there's nothing, there's no kids at stake. There's no sex. We're not in cars. Like, it's just a game of telephone. It's just some funny text. It's just some un- emotional uncomfortability. No one's taking food off of anyone's plate. No one's getting diddled. We need, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just there's, there's just we're just fighting with plastic knives because some people are getting heated, right? It's like no, it's just like it's just plastic knives right now. So for any of you who are, if you have things in your life where you're just playing with plastic knives, it's okay. I mean, there's things you should take seriously, like you know, road rage is serious. You could die in a car accident, but other shit, enjoy. Not everything has to be heavy. But I think that we don't have too much seriousness happening, right? We're not we're not being raided by right. the neighboring tribe. There's not a disease that's going to sweep through our village and kill everybody. I mean, that's why this whole thing just took off like the way it is, because our bodies are prepared to respond in that sort of survival mechanism. Mm, fight or flight, right, right. So... It, we're so easily triggered into that because our body wants to protect us. And so it looks at everything as a, this could potentially end my life. I must stop it now. Right. So as long as we get a reminder that it's not and that we're all here and we can enjoy the journey, then it just makes things a little bit more pleasant for us all. Please um, uh, tell Seema I said hi. I mean that. It's not like just one of those things where I'm just like, hey, you know, someone passed you. Oh, tell your wife I said hi. Tell her I said hi and uh, thank you for letting us have you for three hours this morning. She's asking me right now if we're done. She just texted me mm. as you were saying that. So you guys mm. must be on the, the – you must have felt that. <laughs> That's feel, how it works, people. I feel everything. Uh, brother, thank you. Uh, I I know this is just one of thousands of times you'll be on the show, um, and and I uh, I always appreciate you uh, making the time for us. Yeah, and I admire your consistency with this show as well because it's. Thank you. I'm having fun. It's so easy. I'm having so much fun. It's 
It's a, uh, as Quagmire would say, uh, giggity, 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 giggity. <laughs> All right. I'll see you soon. Uh, if you're ever up this way, of course, check in and I'll do the same if I'm down your way. Oh, I'm going to be in Newport, May. I'll text you. Low yeah. pressure. Always low pressure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye. Late. How about hot? Pl- oh, hey, I've never seen my wife in the fucking comments. Holy shit. I should call my wife. You guys want me to call my wife? Let's see. Let's wait a few minutes. I have to pee. Um, let me see. Uh, find out if it's raining. If it's not raining, I'm going to be so happy. Hi. Hi. I've never seen you in the comments. I've never seen you in the comments either. I saw Allison say she needed CBD after all that. Oh. oh. And so I said, (laughs) Pilates. Um, She and I go sometimes. Yeah. It's fizzling. Okay. All right. I'm going to wrap up here and then um, I'll come in there. Are you going somewhere? Are you going to Hot Pilates? Um, yeah, but I, it's at 11. Okay. All right. Okay. Next time I call, right. tell the kids to be quiet, please. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. That's it. No, you don't get a fucking Haley interview. That's it. That's all you guys just, that's it. There's never going to be any more of her than that. She is a servant of, of, of the boys of the house and she is to, she doesn't have time for this podcasting nonsense wow we went through some shit today on the show huh excuse me that was some great shit multi-level marketing i know it's 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 weird right that the whole um the fact that he 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 just leans right into it i like it Whew, a lot of text this morning uh, it's, it looks like there's a last minute show popping up tonight. Um, we are going to, she is very seductive. Haley is very seductive. She is a powerful uh, woman, a calm chill, uh, but she has me wrapped around her finger. Um, uh, uh Brian friend has got me, we're going to try doing a, a Frisbee d- d- a disc golf show or something. I don't know, but I guess the disc golf tour has started. And Brian's a huge fan of it, and he's giving me four shows to watch, and I watched them and got up to speed on them, and it's in Las Vegas, and I think it just happened. And um, I watched them, and I got a fucking million questions for them and some time codes, and so hopefully um, uh, tonight we're going to uh, do a Frisbee show. I don't think the 23.2 recap. Uh, We have a show Tuesday night and Thursday night. That's all I know about the Open. Tuesday night. And then tomorrow, um, yeah, disc golf show is tonight. And then the CrossFit Open show is tomorrow. But tomorrow morning, we have an cr- amazing guest on. I wonder if I can find you his um, Instagram. Oh, shit. I'm starting to do the P dance. Uh, the guy's name is um, Brett Pike. Brett Pike. <clears throat> see if I could find um, Brett Pike on Instagram. I'll show you really quick. 
Um, By the way, a lot of people DM me a lot, uh, a dozen, a dozen people DM me about uh, uh, that fight between Lane Norton and um, and our dear friend, the carnivore ND, Paul Saladino, uh, people who worked in hospitals. And they all said the same thing. They all said, yeah, there is good food in hospitals, but they push all the fucking crap. And all the crap is for free. Uh, okay. Uh, this is the guy. Uh, his, the name of the Instagram account is called Classical Learner. And his name's Brett Pike. Man, he looks young. He is so smart. Uh, he's kind. He's he's turned into a uh, homeschooling fucking guru. He is something else. This this account is so valuable. He gives away so much good free content. Oh look, that looks like a young Allison NYC. That looks like that's what Allison used to look like like five or ten years ago. She still looks the same. Should I click this? Maybe it won't be anything like her. Doesn't that look like you, Allison? Like a little twenty year old version of you. Anyway, this this guy's coming on tomorrow. It's gonna be a great um it's gonna be a great interview. All right. Well, I think it's gonna be a great interview. It has potential to be a great interview. They're all they're all great interviews. I don't do bad interviews. That's not true. I fucked up Craig Harrison. I uh, have JR on tonight with the Frisbee golf shit. Look at you, smarty pants. Zach Jones. I went to classical school, grammar, logic, rhetoric stages. Wow. Wow. All right. Um, Thanks, guys. I will see you this evening. Thanks again to Raw of Earth. Always a great guest. You guys were gracious even in your assholeness. It felt very familial. Thank you. Um, And uh, I will talk to you guys uh, this evening. Bye-bye.